and welcome to the Computer Game Show. My name's David Turner. I'm here with Matt Murray. Hello. And James Farley. Hello. And John Denton. Why am I always third? Because you're... What's that all about? You're the no, standard... Do, yeah, yeah. You used to right, mix it up. Uh, hold on, right? So we ripped into James for when we when he was always third, and you come in now. What's wrong with being third? Why does it matter? Well, you used to mix it up. All right. If it was always... If, it was, if that was the established order from when I first came in, then all good. But it used to mix it up, and now, but like last three, four episodes, maybe five episodes, I just come in third. Oh, I didn't. And this I is after, t- yeah, well, you, you, this is what, you call me the intern. I mean, like, what am I doing with my Monday nights here? Coming <laughs> third. Fuck I it. will. This, um, I'll say you before my name next week. Would that make you feel better? Why? Look, I think look, I'll make you because we're going to be on stage. <laughs> Good point. I, listen, John, um, I think you ought to be special guest, John Denton. Say that at the end. Oh, is that? <laughs> oh, that's worse. <laughs> um, firstly, I'd like to uh, say a big thank you to Matt Murray for editing the podcast last week. I appreciate that. No worries. Um, it's just like I, every now and then I do something on the Tuesday nights. Um, so <laughs> in order to get the show out to you on Wednesday, um, Matt steps in to edit when, you know, when I can't do it. So thanks for that, Matt. Um, I'd also like to say that if that does happen again, and I, I am uh, busy on a Tuesday, the show will be a day late because Matt is never allowed to edit the podcast ever again. What have I done? That's it. He's lost any credibility that he ever had. He's lost what? my trust. And he's done possibly the most disgraceful thing that I've ever heard in in all my years of podcasting. I mean, you have really... You've. What you, I, I think you. I think you thought you got away with it, but you didn't. Because I heard it? it. Well, I'll give you a chance. What do you think it is? I've I'll li- give you a chance no now idea. to get out of an absolute tongue lashing. I've literally okay, no right? idea. I thought it was a great so, okay. edit. Right. Okay. Here we go. Matt. Yeah. Matt Murray. Yep. <laughs> I can't even. Believe it. Matt Murray has been caught editing laughter out of the podcast after I've made a joke. What? <laughs> what? Actively editing out laughter from the show when I say a joke to make it sound like my jokes go down worse than they do. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I did that. For those of you that don't know how we record this podcast, we're all in separate places all over the country. Um, and we talk on Discord and we record our local audio files. That allows us to make it sound a little bit better you know so we're like we're all recording on decent mics and stuff you haven't got that internet lag um it also allows us to sort of chop out little bits and pieces here and there so if we talk over each other and it's a bit pointless we could chop that out um because you get that when you're recording in different locations it's hard to read each other's uh but well it's impossible to read each other's body language and know when the other one's about to speak and stuff stuff like that so we uh we yeah we edit little bits together what we don't do is or what I've never done is actively try to discredit someone by editing the show in, in the way they have. And Matt, I have got evidence for you. Well, I'm sure you got evidence. And again, 
again, if yeah. you if you don't know, I also make up a backup recording because when you're recording four separate files the way we do, it's inevitable that once in a while something goes wrong. Usually, James Farley farting or not doing a test recording. Hey, come on, really, it's, yeah, it's true. Okay, okay, that was a long time ago. Like okay, a really but it's long true though, ago. isn't it? it yeah, it's true. true. But then that okay. hasn't nothing. I haven't done anything wrong for quite a while. All now. right, okay, fine. Uh, you know, fine. so you know, it's not fair. So, um, I was listening back to the backup recording which is a direct feed from the discord chat and uh, this is this is just one example here we go <laughs> <laughs> all right okay yeah we're very humbled we love it thank you yeah. um and thank you uh, ever so much for everyone who nominated us oh yeah oh, i'm joking uh, we did it so. and i know i know no i said all that them. stuff about the other, uh, other nominees and stuff but yeah i really really mean it <laughs> let's go Next, there's got. Now you might have heard John's little little laugh there at the end of "I really, really mean it," and that sets the tone of John knows that I'm fucking around a bit. Is it's not my best joke, it's the the old switcheroo, but there it is. This is Matt's edit. Same same clip, okay? <laughs> when Gareth Dutton wins. <laughs> All right, okay, yeah, we're very humbled. We love it. Thank yeah, you. Thank you um, ever so and much, I- everyone who nominated us. Oh yeah, oh, I'm joking. Uh, we did it. So. Uh, and I know, I know, I said all that stuff about the other, uh, other nominees and stuff, but yeah, I really, really mean it. Let's go. Next, Follow there's going to be Where did where does where does John's laugh go? Um, <laughs> well, I just thought it'd be funnier for there to be no laughter after it, and then we move into the next section. Did you think that that was an, that you mean you consciously edited out John's little um, laugh there? I, I, um, th- that bit now, yeah, it rings a bell, and I definitely did that. Yeah, I thought it, it rings a bell because you literally just heard it. I cannot, I can't I, believe that. This is so, I, I mean, there right? was, a glimmer of hope. Right? There was like, <laughs> slow down. There was a li- there's a there was a glimmer of hope of me thinking maybe Matt just shifted the track. It's been done a million times, and he's accidentally deleted that bit. But you're yeah. telling or, me you intentionally. I thought, Dave. I thought maybe like uh, there was a bit of noise on my end, and he just lowered oh, well, my John, audio. John, maybe like creaky let, chair. Let me, there was some noise on your end, John. Jesus Christ! I mean, three quarters of the edit was just coming out. You, Matt, you know, Matt, creaking Matt, shut the fuck up, Matt. Shut well the done, fuck mate. up. He ain't on trial here. <laughs> Oi, dickhead! You could have just used that as an excuse then, instead of just telling the truth. Oh, sorry. What? Hang on, Matt. What? Do you just having a dig at me now? He's lashing out. He's, he's lashing out. He's also, also, I mean, which other episodes has Matt edited? I mean, you know I don't listen back to this ever, so I'm just wondering doesn't concern what, he, what, what else he's done to the other ones he's edited. I've gone for every episode with a fine-tooth comb, let me put it that way. But Matt, are you, are you, you're admitting to editing out, editing out people laughing at my jokes? You're, I mean, you're, you're literally admitting to it. So, what, like, that is... That's fucking beyond insane. It's beyond insane. We all know that you've got your weird, right? We all know that. We're <laughs> we all, all weird. Know we've got our weird, yeah. We 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 all know like you're weird. Okay. Everyone's weird on this podcast, yeah? Well, I'm reiterating the point here. That is next level horseshit. You do not edit out people laughing at my gags. You don't do that. And I don't know why you're doing that. I Dave. I, I think I think there's part of you that thinks Oh, it makes me look better because if you listen back to that clip again, you make a joke and no one laughs, right? And part of me was thinking today, do you know what? As a punishment, I'll let it out all the laughter from any joke you make on this show. But then I thought, well, that's not actually going to be much work because there's hardly any laughter when you make a joke. You know, it's... I cannot believe you've done this and there's no way I can trust you to edit this podcast again. 
Like that is that's fucking Dave, bullshit, Matt. In, in my defence, at, at some point I copied laughter from other jokes and put them after your jokes. So that, I mean, that, that's bollocks. The, the, and no, why, no, no, why? Maybe, maybe not this episode, but I, I, I'm constantly moving conversations around, and 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 the laughter after said. Uh, at one point, oh my god, like I didn't actually do this, but at one point I was thinking, once someone did like a really good laugh, and I thought, oh, maybe I'll just copy and paste that. But I didn't. I didn't actually. But I was gonna like just. I was gonna laugh again. See if anyone noticed. Okay, it, but... Matt. Enough. Shut the fuck up now. Um, John, James, do you trust Matt to edit this podcast anymore? Absolutely of course not. Is it just no. me? It's not just me, is it? Well, like, maybe this... John or James can edit next time. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. No, so that's that's your apology, is it? Uh, no, that's just you know. One of you guys are going to have to do it if I can't do it. See, I didn't know that you were using this as like an opportunity, Matt, to like make yourself look better and stuff like that. I know, I mean, that's, that's, just, that's what I made the show better. What do you, by making yourself look better? By cutting laughter out me. of... What do you mean? What do you mean? It's got nothing to, it's got do, nothing with to you. do with me. I just thought, okay, that was, that section would have more gravitas if there was a bit of silence and a bit... and. But the point was, right... I was fucking around, and that's John's... It wasn't the biggest laugh ever, laugh ever but that no, was John's acknowledgement of... I've seen the- <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, he's mucking about. That sets the tone, and you've destroyed the tone, and you made it all sound like all fucking serious and weird, or not funny, when it was funny. Like, I don't... Well, well basically, I, I thought that, that that's the space when the listener listens, and they laugh, and then we move on. I should have known this. I should have known this. E- everything you do, right, turns into, like... A fucking nightmare, right? Everything you do, like, <laughs> it, it, it's it's you know everything, I, I, everything involved with a podcast. You know, that, trying to create, trying to create an art for a tweet. You spend days on doing that photo of you holding you, the two. Do you know, you have no idea how like the setup for the. I mean, it worked out okay in the end. The stream it that we did perfectly, James. but the the amount of effort that went into that was insane. Like compared with, I mean, I never go to that lengths and those other ones were fine it was ridiculous i you know i had headphones on one side of my head another headphones in the other and i had a computer out it was ridiculous i don't know why we were doing that it was it was fine well, because i couldn't adjust the pie chat audio so <sighs> it was decent level this way we had control only over because every you bit wanted to source. have like your green screen and all that kind of thing you that's know nothing, you wanted, you wanted to be on the camera <laughs> yeah you wanted to have the camera and everything you could have just done... okay look that, 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 that that's one thing right yeah but I have got a massive love for talk radio. I've had it for, you know, ever since I was a kid. I've I've got a massive love for podcasting. And what I like about it is how natural it is, natural the conversation is. You can pick up on the tone of each person that's talking. Every, you know, pause for breath counts towards, you know, the atmosphere that's that's building around this, this conversation. And you're splicing that up to benefit yourself is genuinely, Matt, genuinely one of the most disgraceful things i've ever heard while i've been podcasting that it's is ins- me. that's insane but it, it, but who's it got to do with then i'm just just trying to make it a tighter show for the listeners a tighter show by cutting out laughter look that's it i it just wanted what i wanted to do th- th- look, that's it the final word's been said what i wanted to do was point out to you that you've been caught point out to our listeners that sometimes our show may come out on a thursday and busy on a tuesday night i apologize i thought we had a backup plan but but i'm never letting that happen again i'm never letting that happen again 
that is no, that is mad that that is madness that, that, it's that's madness. a shame for listeners i think but if you want to do that to them that's okay i don't think it is matt i i think they want to hear the conversation as it happens i don't think they want it to be edited to the point where it's some sort of like it's made in chelsea or some shit like, i don't know what an I mean, episode Steph. of big brother yeah, you know, again, you know they edit that stuff. You know they edit yeah. that stuff to tell a story rather than leave, just leave the cameras rolling. You know that's what they do on those shows. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. They, and they do stuff to make they edit it in certain ways to make certain people look worse than they are, which is exactly what you've done here, isn't it? <laughs> no, I just thought it'd be funny if it was like a bit of silence and then we move. Oh, it'd be funny if we cut out the laughing. No, no, the, your logic doesn't even make much sense. I've caught you. You've been done. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with the edit. The game's I think, up. I think it worked. Anything else? No. What do you mean, anything else? Well, any other like, comments about my editing? You're a cunt. There's a comment. <laughs> There's a comment on your editing. What, what do you want? You do that to me, but, and, and you expect me to go, oh, yeah, on with the show. Well, uh, yeah. Well, what, what else is going to happen? Good point. I think <laughs> at least a booking. At least a booking. <laughs> Yellow card. <laughs> okay, fine. Yeah. Well, you, you would let him edit again, John. No, no, no! Like one more, and he's off the show. John, well, John, would you? Yeah, yeah, John. For a kickoff, you don't get you don't get the power to say that. Uh, two. Right, sorry. What yeah, is why, it, what, I didn't even understand what you just why said. Why does John not get that? He's a member of the yeah, show. You, you can't just <laughs> come in after four episodes saying, "Yeah, get rid of get rid of the second main one." Well, he hasn't been on for been four, four episodes, has he? Five. <laughs> You're a fucking madman. Anyway, You're a uh, madman. I, I can't. I can't remember what the original point was. Oh yeah, so, so <laughs> John, you... like, would you rather you spend a couple hours editing or me do it? No, no, what? I'll do it the next day. But Why then, are you putting that on John? Down. I mean, I would know, you... I know that he's not like involved in the show anymore. But I'd rather get Capone Adam to do it than you now. Right? <laughs> well, I don't think that's going to happen. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And the thing no, is, you just know you you get yourself into these ridiculous situations, and then you just start lashing out. <laughs> yeah, I know. It I, really you've done this many times. <laughs> really laying into me for not editing the show. I was never asked to edit the show. It's <laughs> literally never been a question. Nobody's ever okay, asked me to John, edit will the, you show. the show next week. No, because Dave's going to do it. <laughs> yeah, I'll well, do no, it. Dave might have choose off. Well, <laughs> Fucking hell, Matt. You know, what are you talking about? You're making zero points. You tried to sabotage the show, and then you're just laying into me for not editing (laughs) it. You know what I like as well? Because it's clearly down to his ego. He's clearly, like, taking this way too seriously. He thinks he's bigger than he is, right? And that's been cropping up as a reoccurring theme from Matt. (laughs) Today, did you see see the whole... um, He got a, a tweet cloud for the Twitter thing. Yeah, you know, on Twitter you can yeah, tweet. Yeah, yeah, I, was, I was looking through the yeah, tweets and it before. Shows you and I, yeah, yeah. The biggest word on that cloud thing, or whatever you want to call it, is Matt, which means that Matt <laughs> tweets about himself in the third person more than anything else on our yeah, Twitter. Because Twitter that was streaming. big as well, because I saw that while rolling down the the page, looking for for questions <laughs> and stuff. That really jumped out. <laughs> yeah, it's hilarious. That's because I'm like streaming three times a week. So, say so Matt's doing this, Matt's doing that. You know. <laughs> Matt's doing this, Matt's doing that, you know. Matt's doing this, Matt's doing that. Bit of streaming, boy. Are you literally, this is not even an apology here. Um, I don't think I need to say sorry. Um, you don't, you don't think you've done anything wrong? Well, I, I can see how you, you might think that I did something well, but I'm happy with the edit, and I, I, I think creatively, I, I'm happy with the choices I made. Um, 
and uh, it's, it's a shame I won't be able to edit it again because I really enjoy it. Uh, listeners, I think, enjoy it. I think that they've all said they've been great edits. Um, and uh, it's a shame, but I, I, okay, I'll, well, um, I'll live let's by see, my credit. Let's see, how, let's see what the listeners think of this revelation. Um, it's at Computer Game Pod on Twitter, and you can also tag in at Matt Murray. That's Matt with one T, Murray. No page in that. Tweet. 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 <laughs> it's true. Tweet us and let us know what you think of what Matt's done here um, and how he's been collared. I genuinely thought, I've been thinking about this all week because I heard it the day that you put it on Podbean. I I listened to it and I thought, now I'm going to bring this up on the show. I ain't going to say anything. I'll bring it up on the show. And I am certain that Matt will have some excuse about, oh, no, I was moving tracks about and it must have fallen off. But you actively turning around and saying, I took it out, is just, I, I, I didn't I think mean, it would be that bad. I'm constantly moving conversations around, like, the order in which... Pilks- no, I hear it. Nine times out of ten, you're cutting your own voice out because you're talking over everyone. Yeah, but that's a lot of that, definitely. Okay, fine. I do that to you because it's fucking annoying. Editing out laughing at someone's joke is fucking insane. That is, that's a next level stuff, man. That's next, that's next level. That's next level. What's the feedback? Um, oh yeah, also, yeah, John, you really need to sort either banging the mic or your chair out because the amount of like times. But, I had John, mute- John, 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 I edit. Oh, don't worry about it. Just do what you got to do. All right? Don't listen it's to that. This podcast is like nine hours long. It's uncomfortable as Doesn't shit. Yeah, I know. I've got to move around. I know. What? I get excited, Matt. You should show some passion sometimes. You might hit a mic. I wouldn't hit a mic. <laughs> Jesus. I'm professional. Professional, you banging on about a dongle before this thing started. You're recording on a laptop with a dongle. Call me professional. You're editing out laughter. 2018, my bro, mate. Feedback, feedback. Idiot. Feedback, man. Fucking fucking hell, hell, man. Before we get anywhere, making a bird noise. We're doing a live show this Sunday. Res, um, (laughs) there's um, a few people from the Discord group uh, meeting up, and so I've got some information about that. Just just before we lose it in the rest of the thread, the goose uh, posted in Discord and also emailed us saying there are about eight of us on a Discord group going uh, with a plan for the day. Uh, and they want to have a bit of a meetup. So basically, meet at midday at the merchandise area on the third floor. On the first floor, sorry. Sorry, ground floor. We'll start again. Their first meetup is a midday at the merchandise. Shut up, John. First meetup is at midday at a merchandise area on the ground floor of the event. Then before the podcast, uh, a half hour, they're going to meet around four ish. And then there's also a pub called the Mineries, which is near Tower Hill. It's about a twenty minute walk from Res. Uh, They do food until ten. It's near Tower Hill Station, (laughs) and basically be drinks and food. That's pretty long. Yeah, I I mean, (laughs) I. I didn't choose the pub, but basically it's um, it's near Tower Hill Station. It's a Circle and District line, which is where I think a lot of people are going anyway. If you want to have a drink after the show, go to the Mineries near Tower Hill um, or just go to Discord and chat um, and just find out where people are going. I think that's basically the plan. So midday, yeah, ground floor, four o'clock before the live show and Mineries in Tower Hill after the show. Yeah, uh, cabs are available. Yeah, Next. Uber is available. Um, we on last week's show, I think uh, Dave and James, you talk about the power up um, f- 
festival thing at the uh, London Science Museum where he plays of old games and old, old consoles. Chris Pengilly, I think is how you say it, uh, has tweeted in, Dreamcast is the best console ever made. You're absolutely nuts. Uh, Virtual Striker wouldn't be something I show off. Uh, and for the three episodes I've listened to, would you guys go back and play some old systems as you seem to have missed loads? Now, Chris, I'd love for you to tweet in again and tell us what consoles we've missed. I mean, James mm. had literally been talking about the links and like all sorts of random <laughs> shit I about the Jaguar the 3DO I even talked about the M2 which is like so, no one I, I'd love to know what consoles we've missed I mean yeah, I reckon we haven't I reckon between us we've literally haven't missed any I mean even I've been playing old consoles I mean I'm not saying something well I don't think we'll have but if Chris please let us know which consoles we haven't either mentioned or played maybe it's because also, they the CDI in like massive detail we should have talked about that or, or the Sega Nomad yeah right okay played also, that shit there's part of me that's playing up to the whole, hey, everyone really likes the Dreamcast, let's, you know, be a dick about it, right? There's, there's part of me that's doing that. I didn't like the console. I, I, that's absolutely David, true. You so sat I'm not down t- with it for about a minute. But do you, that's not the only time I've played one, dickhead. Don't believe right? you. <laughs> well, okay, fine. Sorry to Ask Don Walker, my mate at school. Ask him. We used to rag on his 90 minutes every time he got that out and put it in. No, it's really good, guys. No, it's not, is it, mate? Um. But come on, like J- Matt, J- uh, Matt James, what? you oh, like um, losing it. You like the dream. Uh, Matt, shut the fuck up. I ain't in the mood. James, you like uh, the Dreamcast, right? I do. Would you call it the best console ever made? No, I wouldn't say it's the exactly. best console ever made, but it is very. This is good. what I'm talking about. This is what uh, this is what I'm talking about. This is the sort of reaction you get when you get something that that failed in the way that the Dreamcast did, and it was a massive failure. You'd admit that, won't you? Uh, it was. I mean, it was on the same scale about the, as the Wii U, really. It, you know, the, yeah, but but Nintendo survived the Wii U. That's because they had money from the 3DS and stuff, whereas yeah, Sega no, but had nothing. what I'm saying is that the Dreamcast S- fucking killed Sega. No, it didn't. The Saturn killed Sega. <laughs> this was like the last nail in the coffin was the Dreamcast. They were still going. They were still going, though. They still released the Dreamcast. Yeah, I know. If as the Dreamcast was a success... <laughs> right, okay. Oh, so you're blaming it on the Saturn? Yeah, absolutely. Can I'm we not blame it on the Saturn? Saturn? That was a disaster. The Saturn no, was a disaster of a The Saturn's my favourite console, possibly ever. So hold on. If the Saturn was a disaster of a console, it was. you're saying the Dreamcast wasn't? No, I'm not saying it wasn't. I'm just saying that that was the point at which things started to go really badly wrong for Sega. I mean, yeah, you're right. You're right. It was, that is where it started going wrong. The Saturn was was a bit of a joke. I mean, I loved mine, but you know, there's no way. Got, like as much as I loved the Saturn, I would never turn around and call it the best console. Ever. I think what I'm saying got, is no, that no, I think people got, overcompensate. No, for that it's console. because it's also because like the Dreamcast was like sent out to die, like in a way, because it had amazing games that came out on it. But unfortunately, at the same time, you had the PlayStation, which was doing really really well, and you had the promise of the PS2 and all that emotion engine like bullshit. That they came up with and everyone was just like I'm waiting for that and because it's got a DVD player even though loads of games came out on the Dreamcast before like the PS2 came out they looked better as well it was a it was an amazing machine and it just it what, just what didn't get what was a better console the Playstation or the Dreamcast which one well Playstation 1 yeah well oh, Dreamcast exactly. absolutely yeah really yeah oh, I don't yeah. know man <laughs> I don't know I just never I just never liked the Dreamcast I thought I, I, I didn't like the I just didn't like it yeah, Sorry about that. Burned by the satin, but yeah, go on. Possibly there might be some of that to it, but also the, every game that I played on it just seemed like not that great. All right, go on. Shame. 
Real shame. Um, Sambone Solo. Just finished this week's pod, uh, last week's pod. Cracking episode, I thought. Loving the fact that James now associates not finishing games so strongly with Matt that the mere mention of only playing five hours of Yakuza briefly turned Matt, uh, Dave into Matt in James's head. That he's just so obsessed with the fact that Dave, that Dave didn't finish Yakuza that he just automatically... Um, Psychological issues yeah. there, James, is what you're suggesting. No, it wasn't mm-hmm. that. It was just I was tired. But go on. It's, uh, you know... Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, Speaking of tired, uh, Jucifer, in follow-up to last podcast discussion about his question about the news, the first part of his wondering was mainly due to the fact James was saying on the pod, before the last... Um, oh, my God, I, sh- I should have edited this before. Not, not this again. Um, why, are yeah, we, why are we ragging on this again? It's just, the news was good last week. And then you're bringing this up again. Why? Uh, look, it, this is called. This is a follow-up section. There's follow-up from the listeners. Basically, <clears throat> uh, you said last week, James, that doing the news was tedious to you, and it took you one Never Monday morning that. lunch. Never it's, said it was tedious. I just said that I I do it on a Monday lunch break. Yeah. What's wrong um, with that? Well, I'll, I'll continue. Uh, which led me to believe his process might not be, it uh, might just be to read what was happening on the news on Monday, then gather nope. them up in a list, or going through the whole week's news on the lunch break. My bad. Uh, now, I'm not James, but as a gamer, I tend to read a lot of gaming news during the week, and as such, would not think it hard or tedious just to pick up the links onto the articles he thinks are worth talking about. Um, great work on the podcast. As Evan on the pod said, you did some real journalism last week, and I love the effort you put in. So, do you read uh, news during the week, James, or just on Mondays? Of course Mondays? I read news during the week, but I'm not sitting, like reading something, oh, that would be good for the pod. You know, I don't do that. Why I'm not? Just, yeah, that's exactly what we point? should be doing. What's the point? I just do it, I just look at everything that's come out over the last, like, week since we last recorded. You mean everything just, that's posted on the Eurogamers front page? Basically, yes. And then decide which ones I think might be interesting to talk about. Why, James, do I, I don't do- want to rag on you too much, right? Because it's not your episode to get shouted at. It's Matt's. Right, but, right. Hmm. I mean, the, well, when's my- John's? When he when he does something as bad as Matt. you've done, uh, Matt. Yes, John. Calm down. Calm down now. Mate, I am calm. Okay, <laughs> I'm, I'm very chilled out. J- James, like, uh, don't you constantly think of things to say on the podcast, like during the week? Because I do. Like, that's I obsess over that stuff. Yeah, Not clearly, really. Dave. No, because also the other reason I do it this way is because if you wait Lazy? like a couple of days, you can then also see which things are still like. You know, gaining traction and which that things is still bollocks, isn't it? That is bollocks. You've ne- that's true. not the reason why you do it. You're just lazy. Just admit it. Own it. Yeah, but why is it lazy? I just do it on one day rather than just doing it all week. Why is that lazy? Well, it's, never mind. Why does it Whatever. matter? Okay, I don't do what you want. Do, do, do what you want. Do what you want. Go on. Okay, right. Uh, Richard Davison, ready for the dullest response to a question that pretty much didn't need answering about Sea of Thieves day one server scaling. Here's the answer. Basically, Amazon servers that they use have auto scaling. So uh, issues a couple of weeks ago about whether they even could pay for enough service base to deal with Sea of Thieves demand uh, is negated because Amazon servers do it themselves. You're right, Richard. So what that you're saying was dull, is that that, that was also very informative. Yeah, that but wasn't also, the, pro- the problem. They'd be the on Microsoft's was... one, wouldn't they? They'd be on like, Azure, which is that the same? I mean, I don't know. I'm mean, just reading the tricks. We don't Alex know. Next. 79 UK. Um, last week, we had a debate with what is, uh, I think it's a listener question about which would you rather have for the rest of your life if you had to, either Japanese studios or Western studios. Alex 79 UK says the Japan, <laughs> the Japan, the Japan slash Western debate gets more difficult for me when you remember Dark Souls, Bloodborne, Resident Evil, Metal Gear Solid, all Japanese. Not sure I could lose Rockstar, Naughty Dog, Bioware, Ubisoft, and Bethesda, though. 
So there's there's no way Matt was giving it the bigger last week. Oh, I'd rather lose Western Gap. There's no way. There's no way that you still believe that. If it wasn't for Nintendo, like I just making just knowing there was like one good Nintendo game a year is enough. If to so, have that, but never having that, it's like it's good to have that. Like never having a Rockstar game again, Matt. Well, yeah, that, that's also an, an issue. But Matt, yes, John. You wouldn't be able to play Fortnite anymore. Yeah, you, John, that's literally the line you trolled out last week. <laughs> I can't believe right? Matt. I can't believe no, no, Matt. You're literally repeating lines from last week. So have you got anything a bit newer, John, or are you just going to use the Fortnite line again? <laughs> I'll tell you yeah, what. I'm going to use the Fortnite line again, Matt. Okay, Next well, well done. You did that. Don't Next think, week's don't live think show. you need to cut the laughs out there, uh, Dave. <laughs> Next week's laugh, laugh. Fucking hell. Next right? week's live show is going to be um, tense. And I'm not even joking. It went because it's the first time we were supposed to be meeting up a few weeks ago, and John couldn't make it down because it was snowing, and they so they didn't. They haven't seen each other. Matt and John haven't seen each other for a long time now, and all the shit that's gone on this podcast, I don't know what it's going to be like. I don't know what it's going to be like. The thing is, Dave, it's like ah, oh, you know, the podcast's all funny, and we have a laugh, and and have a go at each other and whatnot. But like, I'm not. Uh, I'm not really like that. <laughs> do you know what I mean that's that's all I'm saying Matt I'm not really well, like I that I, I don't quite understand it. Uh, do you want to go on a bit further Dave does well no I, I don't know come on and neither of the listeners probably <laughs> Matt okay you're going to have to stop I just don't I don't have much of an off switch when it comes to this sort of stuff I mean that's all I'm saying okay well it's not easy for me to turn it on and off the, the, the funny banter would well, you, no, clearly. John, that's all I'm John, saying would you say you're the sort of person that holds grudges Uh, yeah John, would you say that you're the sort of person that could kill a man? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, oh, I'm so sorry, John. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Okay, all right. Is that it for the feedback? That is it, yeah. Not a lot of feedback this week, but um, if you want to leave us feedback or a question or well wishes to me or anyone else, uh, you can email thecomputergameshow at gmail.com or you can hit us up on Twitter at computergamepod. Okay. Um, James, you, you, uh, you came out with a gold star from the news last week with the uh, journalism, the actual journalism you did. I'm excited to see what you got for us this week. I can't wait to see what sources yeah, you've I, got. I think you said interesting, interesting stories that generate conversation and they're still newsworthy in a few days after. So uh, go, go, James. Matt, look, can you stop just being such a dickhead? Like, seriously. Yeah, I mean, really. It's like, why are you still doing this now? What, the like, after all that's happened, no, after all that's happened for the last couple of like ten minutes or I don't know an hour or whatever that this has been going on for, why are you oh, still trying to dig me out at minutes. this stage? Uh, it's fun. Here's the news. Come on, James. Anyway, um, Steam machines have been delisted from Valve's website. Next, and Matt, fuck off. What is wrong with you? Oh, on- Honestly, I reckon you could send this into psychiatrist and get like a proper. There's, there's got to be some name for what Matt's doing right now. I mean, he's been caught out big time, and now he is lashing out like at everyone. He's lashing out at everyone. He's really going for it. I mean, obviously, this, this is... is actually annoying me now. I'm getting a bit annoyed because this is just ridiculous. Look, just read the Steam Machines news. <laughs> okay, what Jesus, mate. What is the Steam Machines name? Yeah, but if honestly, if this if this episode was on camera, you'd look at me and go, oh, oh, right, yeah, Matt should probably stop right about now. <laughs> Fuck, I want to stop. I just want to walk off this now. Walk off this. 
God, this is getting serious. Okay. Um, okay, let's try and get through it. James. Okay, so anyway, so what's happened here is obviously like Valve were promoting before this idea of like the Steam machines, whereby you know you you lay down money for these machines which are like Steam compatible or whatever. So yeah, because I mean it all come about when they, they had those wacky controllers and stuff, didn't they? And um and that that was kind of what they were pushing with these things. They, they and uh, they had what was it? They quoted a number. It was like a hundred and fifty Steam boxes on sale, and they yeah. were really pushing this at one point. Well, and then what happened was that the link to buying the machines was removed. Um, but apparently this happened a while ago and no one noticed. Oh and then, God, that is <laughs> depressing, isn't it? Which isn't a good sign. So then Valve has now come out and said that, yes, they've been removed from the navigation link, but you can still buy them. But then they've also admitted that they don't sell well and that they haven't really been much of an uptake. I mean, I think part of that is probably because, I mean, the prices start at 450 quid and then go as high as $1,000. Which is like quite a lot, and they're all they're all made by like like Alienware and like you know other sort of like PC manufacturers. But it seems that it hasn't really like caught on as they were expecting to. Um, but then they did say that they're still going to keep focusing on this like Vulkan graphics API, which works on like Linux and also macOS and iOS. And it just seems now that the Steam like the the machines initiative is done, but that they're going to continue with the Steam OS stuff. That's going to continue on, but yeah, the machines never really caught fire, which is so. Are we are we um, to assume now that the idea of PCs under the telly is is kind of not dead, but se- taking a severe hit? I wouldn't say so at all. I think actually it just means that these prepackaged expensive versions of pcs aren't required because people can build their own pcs and like i'm not sure if they call it mini but basically whatever the micro micro atx cases are like you can build really small pcs without need for this steam machine um you know initiative so i think people could do it on their own and probably they are doing it on their own without having to spend the money that these steam machines prepackaged steam machines are costing but you see also the other point of this was to try and move away from windows you know, so that they, you know, it'd be running like Linux and then they, they had more control over everything rather than it being, you know, like Windows still being kind of required. But yeah, it doesn't seem to have, uh, hasn't caught on. I mean, what do you think? But see, li- sorry, Linux, Lin- Linux to me has always felt like something that has never really taken on in the mass market anyway. I mean, you say Linux, Linux to the average person, they ain't got a fucking clue. If you say, you know, a Mac or PC, they know exactly what they're getting. They know what Windows is. They may not know what Mac OS is, but they know what it looks like. Whereas Linux, still to me, is kind of weird, and I'm a nerd. Like I, I wouldn't even know what to expect when to load load up a Linux machine. Like, what would you even see? I'm that you haven't, far you haven't used KDE. That world. You haven't used like no, KDE or no more. Okay. No, but, uh... no idea what that is. <laughs> no idea. Um, so maybe I'm just the wrong market, and I'm you out don't of know it. What KDE but clearly, is. this hasn't. Nick, clearly I don't um, know. Yeah, clearly I'm not Neither part does of that Matt, world. by the sound of it. But, I love um, KBE. It's great. It's a great program. Uh, John, am I out of touch here? Because you, you've probably been the closest thing to a PC gamer that we've got on this podcast, right? Well, I've got a PC. Yeah, that's about it. That qualifies you. Uh, yeah, do, so what was the question? Do I know about Linux? Or do, do you know, I know about, about Linux? Steam you, boxes? You, yeah, Steam boxes. Nah, man, I never fuck with Linux. I don't, I, I don't really... I mean, I know like what Linux is, and people. some people get excited. Oh, you can install Linux on a PS3 or whatever. I, like, I don't, I don't... I neither care nor know what that means. But yeah, Steam boxes, I remember when everyone was talking about them, and they were going to take over the world, and consoles were dead, and all this sort of stuff. 
But um, like even Steam itself, I mean, at one point was like the the absolute sort of bastion of digital stores, and now I don't know. It's kind of Steam's a bit shit, to be honest. Yeah, like, really. It's just absolutely this... drowning in shit. Yeah, like, but cause endless they, junk. They changed all of the policies for the, like. There's been so much stuff that like that are just sort of like um like texture swaps and things like that of just yeah people just like ripping off each other's games and all that kind of stuff and like anything you can kind of release on it now and it's just it is drowning in crap basically. Should we look at the new releases on Steam? Yeah, I mean, it's right in front of me. Yeah, let's do it. We also started saying uh, like okay, TV store. shows and software and. Yeah, it's basically like the the app the app store issue where it's just a million game. Well, there's thousand, there's hundred, there's lots of games released every week, and it's hard to keep up with it. But this is why, like they said, like a lot of people, like a lot of the devs have been moving to like Switch and everything because there's more opportunity there now than there is on Steam. Like if you release right. stuff on Steam, it's like you're not getting anywhere with it anymore. Sorry, John. Okay, let's, yeah. yeah, let's check out the new releases. Okay, we've got Charlotte, which is a game people have heard of. Among the Dead, Griefer, Achievement Hunter, Colon Cat, Tower, Exclamation <laughs> Mark, 3D Pro, EDDM, Airport, Russian Peace Duck, Take My N-O, Take My Nalogi, don't know, I hope that's not a racist word, Rethink Evolved 2, Lobotomy Corporation, Monster Management Simulator, um, five different MX uh, versus ATV all-out versions, Super Weekend Mode, Akhenaten, Rulers Pharaoh, and VR Kanojo is uh, the front page of new releases. So, yeah, good luck trying to find what you actually want. You know what I hear um, hear less and less of? I remember Steam sales used to be a massive thing, but I don't don't hear of them that much. Steam sales are still they massive, still but there's just lots more of them now. Like, I mean, it's the just, summer sale yeah. was still big, and the, um, maybe it was autumn or Christmas, but there seems like there are sales and promotions on all the time, which is, I guess, ultimately good for gamers, but it's less of an event, I think. But the, the thing has been that like, the big complaint with this has been that it's just the sheer volume of stuff now that gets released it just makes it really difficult to actually sort of sift through what's good because there's just so much stuff getting out i mean wasn't it like it's it's i don't know the numbers but it was like just an insane amount that was like that they said in like the month of like two months or whatever they'd like more games have been released than over the entire history of the service and stuff like that and it's just that's Mm. insane like yeah (laughs) yeah yeah. I just I I mean I still don't see how that's a major problem. Like surely the good stuff gets found. No, uh, that, through... that doesn't really go anything to do with a story. It's just another issue with Steam. Um I don't really use it, so uh, yeah, I can't really. If, it's just, on if that. you went on Steam like five years ago, compared to and you came from consoles, you'd be like, "What the fuck? Why don't I just get a PC and do this?" Like the storefront's brilliant. This is before you remember that the, like the digital stores and the consoles were any good at all. So, and also you know, like it was very different. There was no sales or anything like that on the ones on console. All you had was like the games. It took forever to download them. They were more expensive than they were in the shops. Then you go on Steam. The games are half the price they are even in the shops. Uh, there's loads of like cool indie games. It's nicely curated. It was really cool. Uh, you can have your friends list all integrated in there. Of course, that stuff's still in there, but then it moved into a lot of the like st- uh, sort of tat trading that you get on there now, like selling the in-game items think, and that yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. Uh, third-party markets and all that sort of stuff. That and like the, I mean, we just talked about the, the the fucking trash that's on there. It's not that it's difficult to find great games because obviously they still get curated up and things like that, but it's more like the the decent games, the games that would have had a chance to shine, are just getting drowned in endless, endless crap. Like the indie games that would have once got 
a chance to to be showcased. I mean, you don't hear so many of those stories now. It's more like the follow-ups from those studios, the follow-ups from Team Meat, the follow-ups from the guy who made Spelunky. Like the new indie success stories coming through Steam is just you know, the, 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 people having to look elsewhere. They're having to use different services, um, GMG and Itch.io and things like that, just to get uh, just to get it, just get noticed. Because it's just, I mean, like I, 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 Steam to me is just yeah, it's just junk these days. Like, when the, the, the when thing was works, the last like? Just, when was the last like big indie title that sort of took over? Was it was it Rocket League or has there been something since PUBG? Of course, of course, PUBG. Yeah, yeah, I think that's probably, fair. Probably is the last last big See, one. So yeah, I mean, it's not a total um, disaster, is it? It's just no, 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 no. But it's just it's just got way, way, way worse, and the digital storefronts on the consoles have got way, way, way better. In my opinion, the, the Xbox Store and the PlayStation Store are better now. Just because you're getting the sales that you got, um, they're better curated. There's less utter, you know, you're not getting absolutely drowned in garbage. See, mm. I I don't use Steam at all, like anymore. And I'm just wondering is 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 it still got the is it got the same problem that iOS has got in the sense that is it all just like battle royale clones now? Like, is it just like loads and loads of like PUBG ripoffs and stuff? Uh, I mean, it's not as bad as mobile. Like, I mean, I'm I'm on Android as well, so it's even worse than iOS. It's it, it's definitely not that bad, and I don't think people have the budgets to make like PC level um, BR clones. Really, it's more just like I I can't be too mad at it. It's more just people putting together a real basic game using like quite often ripped off assets or. You know, just basic stuff that they bought off the Unity store, and they're trying. And it's a place for them to put their game out there. And I, I respect it in that in that sense. But as from a consumer point of view, it's just you just look at it and you're like, oh, I've like, seen. Uh, yeah, why I've am I having to look at all this crap? I've seen quite a lot of videos of stuff like that where it's just it is just like real, just rubbish, and it just feels like people mm. just put it up there just to hope that maybe they'll get a couple of dollars or whatever for it. Yeah, I mean that's just, the thing. Imagine yeah. walking into a, a game shop that happened to be the size of Toys R Us, and like everything on the shelf that ever came out was on there, and you had to sift through that to find what you wanted. Yeah, you can still find Far Cry, and you can still find God of War, whatever it is you want to buy the big games, but like, yeah, they're, they're sort of. The the medium games, the the double A games, the the games that the that, that could be it's just I don't know, it's just a nightmare. And it's messy. It's messy as shit. I don't want to look at that. Turn it off. <laughs> okay, right. Next story. Okay, this is this is for John. Um there's a Life is Strange comic oh. series coming. Oh. I got excited for a minute there. <laughs> <laughs> I saw so, this. I I don't know. I've got no interest really. It's it's a four part series set in Arcadia Bay and they said it's gonna feature beloved characters, but no details on who who they are exactly, and yeah, all... I've 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 got no interest in these crossovers. One of my, my, my one of my favorite things about that game is the soundtrack and mm-hmm. the characters interacting with each other, and I I can't get that out of the comics. So I'll pass. But you know, if you if you like it, get it. I don't know. Yeah, I, I think it's interesting <laughs> that like because like this is like I mean it's not like a massive deal. I didn't think Life is Strange really like in terms of like everybody playing and everything and like spin-offs and stuff. Oh, I it's... think it did very well. Yeah. I think it did very well. Yeah. I mean, my word, it, it, the yeah, they wouldn't be bringing out a sequel if it didn't do well. So, they know what they're doing. Um yeah, fair enough. Okay. okay. I'm not going to not going to get that. Next story is uh, Lawbreakers developer is now moving on. And uh, John, another John. One. Yeah, I saw this today. I saw this story today uh on Eurogamer and I'm like, yeah, well, fair play. It's because it, it also you know, closed up shop basically, didn't it? Lawbreakers finally. Mm-hmm. 
which uh, was a shame. But I saw this, this going into some like super early access, right? So 80s well, style battle royale game with BMXs and things. I'm like, all right. You yeah. Know, they can fucking make a shooting game. There's no two ways about that. They're, they're some of the best around. So, uh, I'll put it out tomorrow. Like, I think it's yeah. out on the Tuesday, yeah, right? Tomorrow, yeah. So yeah, I'll probably download it tomorrow and see what, see what, see what well, it's all slow, about. Slow down. What? Their new game is out tomorrow. I know. Yeah. I was about to say, yeah. sorry, James. No, right. Uh, everyone's talking over each other. What's yeah, this yeah. game called? It's called, it's called Radical Heights. And it's, it's a shooter, which is like a battle royale shooter set in the eighties. And it's, I think, yeah, like John said, it's out. I think it's tomorrow. And it's basically like an, what they're calling extreme early access, as in they've basically just thrown everything together. So Brilliant. As core, if early access core... wasn't early enough. <laughs> now it's extreme early access. Yeah. And it's like the core gameplay there is complete, but apparently there's like placeholders for like character models, animation, sound, and even the buildings. It's like everything is like just sort of in flux. With Lawbreakers, they've said that they're not they're not actually shutting it down. It's going to continue, but it's just they're not going to add like nothing, no more resources, nothing else is going to like be put into it at all. It's just going to be supported in its current state. Um, you see, what was interesting about this is they were talking because a lot of people said, "Why didn't they just move that over to the free to play model?" And they said that they couldn't do that because it would cost a lot of money to do that because. It's not just of like making it free. It's also because then you've got to like market it and advertise it and all that kind of thing to try and like build up the player base again. And it, it wouldn't maybe wouldn't work so much because like apparently in March the peak number of players active on uh, on Lawbreakers was twenty five, which is I mean that's, Jesus man, that's, that's, that's really that's, not good. That's John and two others. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's, uh, it's it's not so good. So now they yeah they've moved Why on. Why does John count for twenty three? Oh sorry, Asher, <laughs> I thought you read a different stat there because at the time of writing, only three players were online. Uh, at the That's... time of who was writing, Matt? At the time this article was written. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so the thing is, right? Is so they they've moved on to this eighties like shooter, which as I said is, is radical heights. But um, I know. Did, did anyone see the trailer? Because I thought it looked not bad, really. No, I didn't. See I it. didn't actually watch the trailer. No. I mean, it looks really, really super cynical, like the whole thing. But it's still, like you said, the shooting is. It looked good. Like the that sort of side of stuff looked pretty good. But there's a lot of competition now with this stuff in there. And but I don't know. Well, what does it offer that's different to other, you know, battle royale style shooters? BMX is David, and it's set in the eighties. But BMX is what? It's just got different vehicles in it. It's got people riding on BMX bikes with 80s right, soundtrack so. playing, and so and you know, neon lights. yeah. I mean, I, they, they don't seem to be learning their lesson, do they? The main complaint about um, Lawbreakers was that you know one of the problems was that aesthetically um, and the themes of the game, you know, what you're actually doing in the game was so similar to everything else that's out there that it sort of slipped not under the radar, but it didn't pique anyone's interest. And if you're coming at us with a another battle royale game, but with different types of vehicles, I can't see that getting people involved either. Do you know what it looked a bit like to me? It looked a bit like um, like Blood Dragon, like that kind of sort of style that they were okay. sort of going for. I'm still not convinced here, but okay, I'll have to check out the trailer. At least it's I, free, though. Yeah, yeah, at least yeah, it's, it's free. free. Yeah, I, I would like to, I would like to check out. Um, like, I'm surprised that there's not a hundred. There's like a battle royale racing game out. That would, that makes so much sense to me. You know how they do that. You know, after two minutes, whoever's in last place gets eliminated. Mm. It, well, it would be fun, but the race, if you want to finish first, would go on for about four hours, wouldn't it? <laughs> so I'm maybe sure, not. I'm sure at E3 we're going to see that, and probably a, a million other types of battle royale games. I guarantee I'd like you know. that. 
I guarantee a like a racing game where where you can even knock each other off the track and knock them out of the race. Yeah, and then like every a two point minutes. to point track menu that would really really well. Like a really no, no, it'd be, it'd be circuit because a point to point of fucking road would have to be so long. But like, yeah, yeah but it, yeah. it would ensure it's not a seven hour game if it's point to point and there's maybe no borders. And... So this this would be a bit like Michael Machines, David. Like, What's you know, that? It'd be a bit like Micro Machines. You remember that? Yeah, a bit like Micro Machines, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's just release Micro Machines again. I'm up for that. They I'm did. Always up it's for really that. bad. It's so oh, that's a shame. Bad. That is a shame. Yeah. Right, okay. Next. Okay, so last one we got is some um, PUBG developers are fed up with the mobile clones that's been going on. Because PUBG Corp has now filed a lawsuit against NetEase uh, for copyright infringement, uh, trade dress infringement, and unfair business competition because of their two mobile titles, which were called Rules of Survival and Knives Out. And mm. they're basically saying that NetEase directly copied Battlegrounds gameplay and the aesthetic. And there's like a whole, like, because these games came out on mobile before PUBG, but they're still saying that they've like misled the consumer because they're trying to gain market share. Do you want to know some of the things that they ripped off, apparently? Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Well, I mean, I can tell you that I've done a bit of research on this story because I did download, was it Rules of Engagement? Is that one of them? Rules of Rules Survival. Of survival. <laughs> Rules of Survival. I did download that and play a round of that today. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it feels exactly the same as the PUBG uh, mobile game. I don't know where the line is crossed because we've spoken about this before. Like, you can take someone's game mode and you can't own the idea of an army game with army characters in it. So where where is the line crossed? Why why do they think they've got a case against this over, say, Fortnite, for example? Well, these are the things that they're saying that they've ripped off directly. So there's the pre-game okay. lobby and the waiting area, the opening air jump system. So Fortnite's well, let's got go all those this one things, by yeah. one. Let's go through this one by one. So the pre-game lobby area mm-hmm. is in Fortnite, yeah. right? So that's, I mean, that's in pretty much every, every, yeah, every one of these games. Go on. What's okay. the next one? The opening air jump system. Okay, again, Fortnite's is the same as PUBG's, is it? Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's shaky ground because it's like Just Cause and it's not this a multiplayer what I'm game. Saying. Medal of Honor Airborne. Yeah, okay. Then we've got the Shrinking Play Zone. <laughs> okay, go on. The uh, Bombardment Zones. Yep. Uh, the Down But Not Out mechanic. Okay. Right, I mean, I mean that's God, that is big. That's all sorts. Yeah, fucking yeah, Halo. I'm sorry. Yeah, you can get sued for that then. Good luck. So then we've also got uh, locations, vehicles, weapons, and clothing that all look very similar. That was that was another another thing. But that's all just like generic weapons, surely, like that kind of stuff. It's all generic weapons. It's all generic vehicles. Now, and don't get me wrong, I'm not ragging on PUBG for this, like because it is harsh. They've bought out a game, and people have taken their idea and got to mobile quicker or you know in terms of Fortnite, got to consoles quicker than they did with a very very similar idea now don't get me wrong I, I, Fortnite is wildly different from PUBG I think it's a different kettle of fish compared to these mobile clones but you need to you know when it comes to copyright law it needs to be black and white and the stuff they're accusing them of here I, I don't think they own well, there's, there's also, I mean, they've also tried to claim ownership of the frying pan as well because they said that that's never been in a shooting game. Yeah, they said it's never been in a shooting game before PUBG was the was their um was their argument. But right. apparently, though, NetEase have also allegedly used the phrase "winner winner chicken dinner" in their marketing. 
you know, as like a as a thing. So that was like the other reason. But again, like, how can they own that phrase? That phrase has been around for years. No, but they can say that that's like directly associated with PUBG, and that it's like a thing which is. Doesn't I mean, mean they, they can't copyright it. that as a phrase, but they can still say that it's like you know, it's it's so associated with our brand that it's you know that they you know they they're using it to sort of. Grab market share. Can they though? Can they? I feel like that's a better case. I mean, I'm not a copyright lawyer, obviously, but um, I feel like that's a better case in some of those gameplay ones. Yeah, and I think it's a dangerous precedent. It's a very, very dangerous precedent to go down that road. I basically think, like, fair enough if it looks like aesthetically from a marketing point of view, I get some of that stuff. But when you start trying to copyright gameplay ideas, you get you find yourself in trouble. I think in mm. that situation because there's plenty of stuff in PUBG that's been in plenty of shooters beforehand. They seem to okay. We're just going to take that for granted, are we? Aiming down sights. You you didn't invent that, <laughs> Brendan Green, did you? You didn't invent aim down sights. You didn't invent crouching. You didn't invent cover. Like you didn't invent fucking looting. Like I mean, I think you just it's a dangerous precedent. It's very it very really dangerous is, precedent. Yeah. But they're after. I mean. PUBG Corp wants all of these games removed from distribution and £150,000 worth of damages like done for it. I think these, to be honest, I think these countries just concentrate on what they're doing. They're, mm. they're, they're making money hand over fist. Yeah, Fortnite's done well, but like, I get you having to be litigious and protect your brand, but what, I think they should just concentrate on what they're doing. What's also interesting, because these, these like clone games, they're not even, I mean, it's not like they're made by some like small time chances either. Because like, NetEase is massive. I mean, they're the, mm. they're the 16th like biggest company in the world, like above Spotify and Twitter. And like PUBG, I mean, they're owned by Tencent, who, I mean, they're the fifth largest company in the world just behind Facebook. But it's like, you know, I think I think they've got money to f- like fight this if they wanted to. But yeah, I don't really see that this is how this but is going to get it, resolved. I think it's really. like John says, basically, they've got to fight this, even if they don't think they're going to win, because if because the moment they don't, people will just say, or if there's any other copyright cases, they can say, well, you didn't fight for that one. And so, yeah, I think they just have to legally do this, even if they don't believe in, in the, the actual reason for doing it. Why did you say that's just like John said? That's nothing like I what I said. I thought you said, um, <laughs> well, you didn't mention something about copyright law and you used a word I can't remember. So I was very sure I was echoing your point. <laughs> well, um, the, as far as I'm aware, when it comes to copyright law within video games, you, you own the assets and you own the code. Right, so if they're not using any of the code or any of the assets from the game, I don't think there's a case. No, but I don't think again, it works like that because there's also like I, I think because you can't, can't you copyright like look and feel as well of stuff. Like, no, of course you can't. I how you do could. you how do you write that down? How do you make that? How do you copyright a look and feel? I don't know. Well, it sort of looks like this, and it feels a bit like this that. Okay, because we we don't know. We need to this. We, yeah, I'm, yeah, we don't. We we don't know. I mean, the interesting <laughs> thing about it, but you can it. you can under. You, I mean, you can understand that law has to be in black and white. There has to be a line to be crossed. You can't just say, ah, oh, you could probably copyright look and feel. Oh, no, you can. I just looked it up. It's uh, yeah. <laughs> Where, what is it? What is what on Google? Okay, shall I, shall I read it to you? What it says here? Yeah, got, what what, In, what, what okay. is your source here? Okay, well, this is Wikipedia because this this also goes back oh, to lawsuits. There's been over this because this was how there was the whole thing with like with Windows and everything as well, which was you know they they got sued over that. So look, in software design, look and feel is a term used in respect of a graphical user interface and comprises aspects of its design, including elements such as colors, shapes, layout, and typefaces, as well as the behavior of dynamic em- elements such as button boxes and menus. So this that could easily apply to games as well, like the look and feel of how, it, how something it, is done. It could do, but when when has there been a case where that's happened? I mean, how many games have stolen Destiny's cursor, hold down the button to select stuff uh, system in menus? Like loads I don't know, of games I'm have done some that. Video game lawsuits and have a look. 
Probably... <laughs> all right fair enough we don't know enough but i i'd be very yeah. surprised if this actually but even that it. stuff is not what i would be concerned about it's it's more the mechanics the gameplay mechanics that they're claiming are their ideas mm. where they they're standing on the shoulders of giants and on so much of that stuff yeah 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 like yeah. the circle and stuff yeah yeah fine okay but like some of the other stuff down but not out are you kidding me and of course when you're talking about the circle for example that applies to so many games now um that that are doing that and i mean how do you sue go for these guys and not fortnite well that's, that, that's the interesting thing that for, they, they've focused on these and i mean it feels maybe it feels well, no, Fortnite's too big that, i don't know that makes sense because they're both from the same company anyway because like pubg court is owned is owned by 10 cent and epic games are owned 40 percent by 10 cent so they're the same umbrella so maybe company. they were told to pipe down when they start we, we're all conjecture we don't know Okay, but uh, it'd be interesting to see how this unfolds and what sort of ramifications it'll have for the rest of the industry because um, it doesn't sound like a, a good idea to be trying to claim nah, things like doesn't. this. It, it sound, it's one of those things, right, that sounds like a good idea because you're like, okay, it's coming from a good place. These people are ripping off our ideas. We shouldn't be able to do that, right? It's just a classic one of those things that sounds like a good idea. It's, it's even like the free speech thing. But when it actually comes to the reality of trying to make into law, put into law about like copywriting these ideas, then like the actual ramifications of that are fucked. Yeah. So yeah, that's why yeah, things they they that's why just concentrate on what you're doing. Concentrate on you. Like you've got one of the biggest games in the world, basically the biggest game in the world. Just concentrate on you. You're listening, they're listening, so they'll do that now. Sweet. <laughs> I fixed it. Fixed. John's fixed. Is that it? it? Yeah. yeah, that's it, yeah. Uh James, uh, it's interesting how there was no actual journalism done there. No, what, what am I going to do? I'm going to write, I'm going to like, go- phone yeah. up. Like, you Googled that thing just then. I'm going to phone up like PUBG you Call. Googled that thing. Well, you, you know, like, uh, uh, I don't know. I, I was just expecting after last week, I was expecting better things from you. But well, uh, you, at least time, play I'll, one I'll of the games on the that you're to, talking about. I'll get on the phone to Gabe Newell next time and ask him about the Steam machines. Like, get, yeah, get, have a word with him. Yeah, yeah. Try and find out why he loves fucking uh, Linux so much. So it's, a, it's a solid news section, in my opinion, James. Uh, there's there's still more news. Uh, I enjoyed it. No, there's no more news. There's more on. news. There's not. There's no more no, news just... that I put in there, so let's move on. I put another link in there. Well, f- you may have done, but you're not in charge of the news, Matt. So okay. Yeah, you know what, James? On. I'm proud of you for that. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. Uh, what have we been playing this week? Let's start off with James, I think. Okay, so... See, I've been playing a way out. Should we? Should I leave that for a minute, and then we can come no, back to that? No, let's go. Let's, let's go it. through the way out stuff because we've we've both pe- like we've all completed that game now. Uh, John and I completed it on Thursday night. You guys completed it on what Wednesday? No, Saturday. We we completed oh, it Saturday. Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Um. So last week when we spoke about it, you'd only played the first hour or so, so you hadn't really had a feel for the game. Um. What do you think? <laughs> it's not a very good game, is it? But it is really fun to play. Like in, in like co-op. I mean, we had. I mean, I had a really great time. It was really, really funny and really, really fun. But mostly because of just because we were playing together, not really because of the game. I mean, it looks like a PS3 game, and it plays like one. It's um, yes, and also the plot. It makes no sense at all. But then that's part of the fun as well. It's uh, yeah. Although the ending was ruined for us in our stream, so yeah, it wasn't so good. Why? Why is that? Somebody came into the stream and told us what told us the ending just before we got to oh, it. Oh, you're kidding me! Yeah, seriously, really? Yeah. What? Someone completely unknown to like? Yeah, uh, Master Gamer Seven Seventy. If you're listening, 
What yeah. is he? What? What? He was just completely unknown to us. He's never yeah. been on the thing before. He just popped in and told you yeah. the ending. Came here yeah. and said, "By the way," and, we, and I was like, "James, do not read a chat. Do not read a chat." I think that's what I was like, I've already read it. It's like, oh, mm. that's horrible. Yeah, yeah. What a shit! What a shit way I mean, to do it's that. Just as well we weren't emotionally invested in the story because we sort of laughed off, and at that point we we're basically pissed anyway. So, um, but yeah. <laughs> it, and so so it was it's it sort of funny, but it was a bit annoying. But I'm glad it wasn't a game we're really really emotionally invested in. We'll be gutted. I will tell you. I will tell you this, right? Um, I uh, was a little bit more impressed with the game once uh, I'd watch you guys stream it because John, there was a hell of a lot of stuff in that game. That I thought was scripted, but it's not. Oh, really? Well, like, yeah, there was there was a ton of stuff. Like, um, they couldn't get you. You struggled to get the code for the uh, safe at the in the in the shop during the uh, when you were robbing the store, right? Right. Yeah. What I didn't realize, John, is that we absolutely smashed that segment of the game. Like, we really? were both in our yeah, we were both in our um. Uh, like we were both in our places when I was behind the scenes finding the safe you were still holding up the the shop clerk and yep. you managed to get the code out of her and then you shouted it across and I I pumped it into the <laughs> That's mostly into the safe it? open it all up yeah it's no, pretty, pretty similar yeah. apart from you James you both ran up. in to try and didn't you what happened you both ran in to try and find the safe and then she called the police while you're in there or something no no it was okay matt went off into the back room and then got grabbed by somebody and then i went yeah, back got in grabbed there by someone we didn't get grabbed by anyone did we like, uh, no 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 of... we, we, we we got out in a car yeah, there's loads of stuff that happened in their playthrough that didn't happen in ours that's cool yeah, I, I, it made me respect the game a little bit more. Actually, it felt really different when they were playing it. So sorry, you got grabbed by that person. Yeah, and then I—he was panicking, and so then I went in and tried to help him. I tried to shoot the guy, but it wouldn't let you because you know, like you can't shoot anybody in that game, and you just yeah. Yeah, every time you try and do it, it just shoots in the air. And yeah. then, but then I ended up punching him anyway. Then I ran back out again, and she picked up a gun and then just shot me, and I, I got killed. And uh, then we had to do it again. And uh, yeah. <laughs> um. And then it was like, one of the things we didn't mention last week is that scattered throughout the game, there are little mini games you can play. And yeah. I think when we were up to last week, John, they were just real basic. Well, they're all really basic, but they were mm. kind of like, oh, this is just something little we can do, like yeah. throw darts at a dartboard and stuff like that. Yeah, horseshoes. It didn't really feel like there was much weight to any of the games or that they were worth playing more than once. But but then we had the arm wrestle, which was fucking incredible. Um, so you both sit down together. And suddenly you're not working together. You're you're you know you, you're competing in these games. And the arm wrestling one, you literally just tap the square button for as long as you can. I watched Matt and James play it, and to be fair, it was funny. It was funny. The video's up on YouTube on our YouTube channel. Watch that. They lasted about 30 seconds before James laughed so hard that he nearly passed out. Right? <laughs> yeah, it was brilliant. <laughs> John and I lasted for over four minutes, and I know yeah. this because I recorded it and then went back to edit it, and it was way too long to put the full thing on Twitter. You were tapping for like, four minutes? Four oh minutes. Oh my God. Yeah. It, I can't believe that. 
John won it in the end, but my arm was absolutely caned, like the tops <laughs> of my arms. I just thought, I can't do this no more. And I was I was really still trying to tap that button as as John won it, but he, he got... I could have, got, got I could have gone another 10 minutes easily. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why I can do that for so long, but yeah, I was fine. But I did, I felt bloody weird for ages after. Like the, basically the rest of the night, I felt weird, mainly because of the, the screaming. <laughs> yeah, I think that went screaming. a bit too far. I got a lot out there. I got a lot of aggression out there. That was good. There's an empty house for once. Yeah, I just had a full on Conor McGregor scream. So that was good. <laughs> then there was um, Connect Four. Play yeah, Connect, Connect Four. Four was brilliant. You got me nicely. You got me nicely there, Dave, to be fair. Yeah, I've done you on that one. I was screaming. Uh, when... How long was your Connect Four game? It wasn't as long as yours. It was over pretty quickly. Um, but but I was screaming when watching you two play because it was kind of there was so many opportunities where I was like, you would never ever put a disc there. Like especially because I was rooting for James because we we all picked sides in the chat before you started playing, and I just picked James. And now I'm going, James, don't do not put the counter there. Do not put it there. And they're the one bit. So they'd had this massive long game of Connect Four. Nearly all the spaces were open, and uh, like were. Uh, closed off with counters and James put one down and I just went James he's won he's got two <laughs> opportunities to win now so you can't do anything and you were just like oh I, I don't know why I did that oh, that, was, that was a bit silly wasn't it and then Matt just put the last one down and won it so what was quite good is during their stream John whoever lost one of those little mini games had to down a drink so okay, by the end nice. of it they were fucking hammered yeah. <laughs> like James James can't drink much anyway and he was like I've had four beers <laughs> <laughs> um, and then there's this little arcade game that you can play yeah, and that was the best Grenade one. Brothers is brilliant sick. although it's slightly yeah. glitchy but it was yeah the, the Grenade Brothers was one where we the drinking was really really hard because I think did I win the first one James? no I no I won did all, I lose all of them <laughs> Yeah, you, you lost yeah. more. Then you had to do one drink after another, like quite quickly, and yeah. it was that was quite funny. <laughs> but it was, it was a great game, that Grenade Brothers. So we can't really spoil the ending. I think it's too early to spoil the ending. But I think that was the best part of the game, and I really enjoyed it. And what happened to us, um, John? I can talk around it a little bit. What happened to us? Mm. It was the opposite of what happened to us okay. happened to them okay. um, yeah, and it, the, what was great is that Matt was going well this is all scripted so you know this, this means nothing um, but it turns out that no the the whole ending was different and what, what happened to them was yeah completely different to what happened to us and I thought that was quite impressive um, I think ultimately though James you're right and I'm struggling with this one as well because while we were playing it John we were like what is this bollocks I hope it ends soon where the fuck is this story going the dialogue mm. is awful so bad but I look back on it and think we had such a laugh playing we that did. game that I can't dislike like we're not reviewing it, right? We we didn't have to write a review uh, in in that time. So the critical eye was slightly off. Had it been on, you can tear that game to pieces. But but because we had such a good laugh for it, I I will always have a fond memory of playing that game, playing through that well, game. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, there's things to to praise it for, like incredible variety of stuff that you're doing all in one game. None of it's good. 
but it's all okay. Like all of it's passable. Like there's, it, it turns into a full on third person shooter at some point. There's oh, driving God, sections. I mean, none of it's great. Don't get me wrong. None of it's good, but it's all, it was all passable. And yeah, dialogue, appalling story. I mean, I'm not one for picking out plot holes. It, it's, it's a really annoying trend that. Uh, it's kind of replaced film criticism these days, just picking out plot holes in movies. But like, I mean, Jesus Christ, these were like the Grand Canyon. I mean, these are just, these, <laughs> yeah. these, these were like fundamental storytelling, broken storytelling issues that uh, wouldn't pass like a GCSE, uh, script writing class if such a thing existed. But, you know, yeah, God, no, actually, I can't justify any of that. It was fucking poor. No, the story but, didn't even need two <laughs> so people in it. It didn't need two characters in it. Like it no. didn't. It didn't need that. It could all be done by one character, um, which which made the whole you know split screen thing utterly bizarre. Um, and I kind of think it's a bit of a missed opportunity. I would like to have seen what they would have done had, as you said, James, last week, had it not been split screen. Mm. And as we were sort of speculating of what the game, because do you remember when I said I reckon that at some point I'm going to find out something that you don't know, right? Um, and someone pointed that out in the feedback. Matt didn't read it out, but um, someone pointed out in the feedback that, uh, well, they can't do that because it's also local uh, split screen. So, mm. you know, that don't that doesn't really work. You can't feed information to one player and not the other if you're sitting next to them on the sofa. Um, I would like to see a game do that. It forces co-op the way this game does but doesn't force split screen. So you can muck around with certain information being fed to certain players and mm. um, and you choosing whether to pass that information I'm on. I'm surprised if that happens. The You're totally right. This does feel like a missed opportunity. It doesn't really do anything remote, remotely clever with the whole split screen co-op thing at all like there's it really there's, doesn't there's nothing there's there's you know both hold down our right trigger in our case playing on xbox both hold down right trigger to do this thing together but there's nothing about you know i know something you don't know anything or it's just a rare there's no real clever mechanics arguably it didn't need to be co-op at all um and it's a shame because i think i think actually i think someone will copy this and do all the clever things that we want there's just relatively little clever stuff at all also i I, uh, okay. I, I basically, I wish the whole game was actually in a prison and nowhere else. I think they could have made it a really complex prison. Maybe had to, you know, understand where where guards went. Maybe had to take different jobs in the prison to dig out of areas. I think if the whole thing was actually in the prison. It could have been much more complex, much more interesting game. I just see because I don't think I think that's such a. I don't see how. I, I, that criticism I don't get I fully understand because it's like I don't see what benefit you're getting from it just being in one location. What's the benefit? Well, what, if you increase the detail rather than the, just the weird, bizarre sort of like plot jumps, you know, from one thing to another and things like that, would you know, you, you wouldn't have that problem with it. You're absolutely right, but I don't see why that can. I don't see it coming away from the prison as being a bad thing. In fact, I think the game gets noticeably better once you're out of prison. Um, I I don't I, mean, I, it, I don't it agree does with that because the prison section is relatively thin. But I'd think, given the option of them going to different locations and it being thin all over, if they're focused on just one location, but much more detail, much more dense in that one location, I think they could have done a lot more interesting things. Yeah, I mean, in terms of like the co-op stuff, the best bit I thought in that was like you know when we were trying to escape you know through that toilet stuff. And we were like having to cooperate, like really probably having to cooperate to do that. Yeah, know, like if, to, if, to if each other when that, there wasn't the, anybody. The biggest bit of yeah, collaboration you need, isn't it, in the game? Like, yeah. And at, once you get out of the prison, there's not really any reason for you to stick together, really. 
Uh, I mean, there's a rubbish, you know, like plot reason for it, but it's a rubbish plot reason. I, I, I um, like the know. chase sequence in the hospital. I, I like the fact it moved from player to player. That was that was proper heavy rain, though. That was oh god, I mean, yeah. A lot of the chase sequence were like really, really heavy rain, which was quite. Funny. At one point, it changes like a two D brawler. <laughs> that was a surprise. Yeah. <laughs> that that was really really bizarre. Where yeah. where where it like goes not two mm. D, but when when it goes isometric mm. and there's little well, icons yeah, there, well, there's above your well. there, There's the isometric chase. That bit was yeah. that bit was really weird because it was for like twenty seconds. Yeah, I remember well, doing that and going, that, but, yeah. John, turn no. It, <laughs> for, I, maybe our game was wrong then because it was literally for about twenty seconds. John just went, "Why is this happening now? Why is it all isometric <laughs> and we've got little things above our heads?" And I went. I don't know. And then we went, right, we're back to normal now. What was that yeah. about? Yeah, yeah. Was no the 2D bit was, that was also weird. Yeah. When you're basically fighting men and you're like throwing a camera. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I figured he'd just, have you seen the movie Old Boy, the Korean movie? Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah I, I love yeah, people yeah. mentioning Old Boy in the chat. Yeah, okay. I, fig- I figured that was just a nod to that. Not earned, not made no sense. <laughs> but he obviously going, I've seen Old Boy. Fuck the Oscars! I'm gonna make old boy news section for no reason. But yeah, that's what I just what I figured. Or like because no, because it didn't even feel like a 2D game. It did feel like that scene from Old Boy. But yeah, like by the end of it, it was just such a fucking mishmash of nonsense that well, I started to find it quite charming. It was well. It was also like towards the end where we really began to realise it's like this is basically just like Uncharted One, like the first Uncharted, like you know, with the shooting bits and everything. It felt mm. so much like that, not yeah. in a good way. Still, though, I mean, ragging it all day. Well, you can, but I, I, I had so much fun playing it, and yeah. it's a game that I'll remember. I, like, it's n- nowhere near being uh, like a highlight of my year gaming, but I fucking love, there's not many games that would make me laugh as much as that game did, and some of it intentional, some of it, a lot of it not. <laughs> you yeah. know it's a whole heap of fun I, I wouldn't say it's bad it's just it's harmless <laughs> the guy drilling into the top of the building for no oh my reason God, that John. was funny <laughs> just yeah. absolutely no reason he, he's on the roof of the building he's just drilling <laughs> so obviously <laughs> we get to this building site and Dave starts picking holes in it because you know that's, <laughs> he's, he's been on plenty of building sites so um, it's not it's really, I would have never even noticed or thought twice about that guy drilling until he pointed out that he was basically yeah drilling a roof and if he got through he's just going to fall to his death <laughs> 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 yeah, someone I was talking to today made a really good point. Is that this game, all of the various parts of the game feel like if there's suddenly you're playing a racing game, suddenly there's like, there's like an on foot bit, or if you're playing mm. a shooting game, there's suddenly a racing bit. They all, all those separate sections feel like parts of the games that aren't aren't core to the actual gameplay. Like the, the, the couple of chase bits towards the end, just they totally remind me of Driver for some reason. Maybe it's like the speed at which the cars are coming into the camera, but it reminded me of Driver a lot on the PS One stuff. But, um, yeah, yeah and the it, chase is towards the end on yeah, just crazy. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, if you've got a friend that you know you'll play for, basically, this is it, and a bit, this is what it boils down to, right? If I've got a mate and he's got a close mate and they want to play a game through together, and they say, "Should I get a way out?" I've got to say yes. I've got to say yeah, yes. Definitely. I'll say play yeah, it. It's, fucking, it's it's a lot of fun. I say, I'll say don't expect much, right? Don't expect it to be like a brilliant game to play. Don't expect the story to be any good, but just play it and you will enjoy it. Uh, then I'm confident with that recommendation. 
You know what I mean? Yeah, it, it, it's we, a classic six or seven well, out of ten. It's it's like a flawed. I wouldn't even. It's, no, yeah, it's not a seven out of ten, Matt. That's ridiculous. Okay, it's like well, a five okay, or six. six yeah. I reckon. Yeah, it's, it, this it, it's heavily have, flawed, yeah. but you'll definitely have fun out of it. And I, I, I loved our streams. I think our streams were getting funnier and funnier. Maybe that's due to the alcohol. But um, I know well, yeah, somebody it, said it, it was just basically two alcoholics enabling each other. Like, <laughs> I, I, I think in our first first time we talked about this, we said, "Oh, it's so po faced." It was, "I wish there's more humour." Now looking back on it, I'm sort of. I feel like the humour came from the fact it was quite trying to be quite serious. It was if it was trying to be funny, it probably wouldn't have hit. But the fact it, it was trying to be a serious, a relatively serious game, just made it more ridiculous when it was uh, it went to proper heavy rain <laughs> territory. Yeah, some of the lines in it. Oh my god, the bit where he goes, "No, no, no! What are you trying to say, you fucking idiot?" Or something like that. It was just the foreman on the building site talking to everyone like crap. Just oh, I, I had tears in my eyes. Just some of the lines and how badly they were delivered. It was it was beautiful, beautiful. All right, that's a way out. That's uh, that's not going to crop up on our game of the year list, I'm sure. But my word. It's a good experience. Ain't going to forget it for a long time. Yeah, I can't. Just, you know, and we said this at the end as the credits rolled. I can't believe that was the dude that made Brothers. Yeah, <laughs> we do oh, yeah. the same thing. <laughs> a, a game that has perfected a completely new way of gaming. You do stuff with a pad that you'll never do in any other game. Um, a game that was so touching that by the end of it, I was close to tears. But, you know, so emotionally moving to this is just like <laughs> what is going on this what game happened? where for one six or seven minute period all you hear is you're fucking asshole <laughs> and shit and shit and you it's just the the the, the, the writing is awful i mean now that i know what joseph fares is like i would have predicted that he made this game and not like you put those <laughs> two games in front of me and say which game did joseph fares make well definitely a way out <laughs> you know that, that seems like more him but uh, yeah, it's a, I'd like to know how much influence he did have on Brothers because my word is totally different. Uh, okay, James, anything else on your list? Yeah, I mean, I've played quite a few things. I mean, I, I finished uh, Yakuza 6 um, this week, which was, it's a really weird one for me to talk about because although I did really enjoy it and I did find the ending, like the end point sort of satisfying, I didn't feel that the overall story like hung together very well um, this time uh, compared with before because it just felt... It felt like they went a bit too... Like, before, most of the stories have been sort of focused on things which are kind of, like, realistic. Like, with, you know, sort of, like, uh, like real estate deals between, like, politicians and the Yakuza and stuff like that. Whereas this, they kind of went a bit far with it. But some of the themes that it... I mean, the main themes of the story are, like, sort of legacy and family. And that, that is done, like, really, really well. Because, obviously, this is, like, the last game that, like, Kiryu's going to be in. And, um, and it's just... Were you satisfied with his ending? Because um, it, I'll, I'll tell you something. Once you told me you'd finished it, mm. um, I looked it up on YouTube. I just yeah. looked up the ending. And I thought, when I saw it, oh, it's kind of bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know the context. So See, how did you feel? This is the problem because, I mean, I've, one of the other things about this is that a lot of like people that have played all of the games really seem to dislike this, like the way this concludes. Um, but people that have played less maybe don't have so much of a problem with it because it, see, the trouble is, is this character has had such like a massive like past and sort of such a sort of development of character over the, over the period that the games have come out. And the ending is a bit weak because of that. And it doesn't really feel, I mean, I, I felt reasonably satisfied with it because you see, it's really difficult to say without spoiling any of it. So yeah, I don't, don't want, spoil it. I don't want to say what happens, but 
I felt reasonably okay about it. I mean, what I got from this game was... You see, this is the first game using a new engine, and it's also pretty clear that they know that a lot of the people that are going to play this are going to people are going to be people that have played like maybe Zero and Kiwami, but haven't played any of the others, or maybe people that have played none of the Yakuza games before. So this game it doesn't like it doesn't build on anything that's come before really, which is also something which if you're a newcomer to the series that's probably like a good thing. But if you're somebody who's been really invested over time then you're definitely going to feel let down by this, I think, because because of that. But even, I mean, saying that, the thing that it does really well, which is done in all the other ones really well as well, is sort of building these characters and building the relationships. And it does it so well in this, because there's like a whole bunch of new characters that it introduced. But I still felt as like strongly about these characters like by the end of this game, as I had about previous ones, like in in the series, you know, even though it was only just within one game, which was which was um, and I was quite impressed with that. But there's a number of other things which are not so good about it. I mean, the combat system is much less satisfying this time round because of the modifications that have been made to it, and there definitely is much less to do than before. I mean, I said in the review I wrote, it's like it really feels with this one like they were funneling us down like through the main story like the other stuff is really not as important this time around like it it, even though you still get the sort of the 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 really sort of good feeling of like being part of this like community and part of the city particularly when you move to the other location there's much less to do and it just feels like this is like pushing you towards the conclusion and i don't know i as i said i felt reasonably satisfied with it but still I can't say why I felt reasonably satisfied with it. So, yeah, I, I, I can't really say more about that. But, okay. I, I mean, if, if it's one of those games where, I mean, I've seen a lot of people on, on Twitter saying, like, should I play this game first? Like, can I just play this? And I'd say, yeah, you can. Um, but you probably, I don't know, this character, because of the way he's developed, it's the payoff should be because you've, you've played a lot of the others, I think. You get more from it from that. I mean, one of the things that people really disliked about it is the fact that so few characters from the previous games are in it apart from the annoying ones. And it's it's just, it's a shame there's a couple that are missing that I really would have liked to have seen again. But this isn't going to be the end of Yakuza anyway. There's going to be more. It's just that this character Is it obvious where it's going next? Um, not entirely, no. Um, there is another one coming, I know, which is, it's like, I mean, the one that's coming, the, the main character is like a similar age as well to, like, to Kiryu as well, which seems like a bit of a weird sort of misstep. But, um, yeah, I enjoyed it. But... Not as much as I enjoyed like Zero or Kiwami, mostly because it felt much less like you're living in this world. It, it felt much less like that. It felt much more like they were just funneling you through the story. Which is there ever a DLC for these games, or that's it, just one and done? Um, I think Zero there was there was there was a DLC, but it wasn't like extensive like story stuff or anything like that. I think it's it's done now because this was the first game using a new engine as well. So. That kind of indicates. I mean, the new engine though is, I think, is because they're doing a Fist of the North Star like game, and that would be like absolutely perfect, you know, for this. Um, because yeah, it, it'll really fit with that. I'm looking forward to it. But yeah, I'm just, I'm just, I was really sad that it's over though. I mean, I felt really like kind of, uh, I felt depressed actually after I'd finished it because I really love this character. But then on the other hand, I'm looking forward to the remakes of the others that I haven't played yet. So it's it's still cool. fine. Yeah. All right, Adam. Uh, the other thing I played, I played Until Dawn, Rush of Blood. Uh, John, have you, or Matt, have either of you played this? I've played yeah. It, yeah, yeah, I played a, a decent chunk of Rush of Blood. Um, very, like, very affecting and effective game, I thought. Yeah. 
I mean, it's it's not that long. I mean, it's it's got seven. It's like seven sort of like missions you do in it, and they take about ten minutes each. And it's it's I don't know I I didn't find it that scary to be honest. Like compared with Resident Evil Seven, like that Resident Evil Seven messed me up, and in the end, I couldn't play that in VR. But this. I think because yeah, the jumps... I think this game gets. I mean, I I got to the last area, but it does I just stopped playing. But um, there was even like the early, the earliest, uh, the earliest uh, areas. There's bits where you'll you'll turn. To, okay, this is the PSVR light gun shooter, by the way. Um, and um, there, there are bits where you'll turn to your left and right in the minecart to shoot someone, and suddenly there's like an enemy right in front of you. That sort of jump scares yeah. were were quite effective at the beginning, and then towards the end. Yeah, it, 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 the scariness seems to wear off, but it's still a really, really fun uh, game. Yeah, I mean, it's it is because of the sort of the repetition. Really, they they start to do it a bit too much, so it becomes like you said, it's much much less effective. But also because you've got guns, it you don't feel. I didn't feel so scared because it's like you can shoot stuff and it's it's not so bad. Whereas in Resident Evil Seven, part of the the kind of the genius of that in VR was that you're kind of defenseless a lot of the time and it feels much worse, you know, with things that are like happening to you. But the roller coaster bits in this are brilliant as well, though. Like I had oh, yeah, the they real really feeling make go, it was horrible. They? It's <laughs> like going down a roller coaster and like I, a couple of times, you know, when like the um the cart that you're sitting in stops. And I felt myself like move forward, you know, because you're expecting it to sort of like bump, you know, like stop. It was, it's, um, yeah, but it, it is still really good though. I mean, wasn't it free on PS Plus? I think uh, it was in the last two or three months, yeah. Yeah, because that's how that must be how I got it because, um, yeah, I didn't know so much about it, but that was good. I played Rigs as well, but not for that long because, although that, as I said on the stream, it's, it's a good, it's good, but I'm never going to be any good at it. So I was like, I don't want to invest a lot of time into this. And how sick did Rigs make you feel? It was fine. I didn't feel sick at all from Riggs. It was, um, yeah, there was no problem at all. Riggs is normally the, what, what, one of the worst offenders. That was yeah, Riggs ended I, me. I pushed through. <laughs> I pushed through the, the heat and the sickness, and I was, yeah, unwell for 25 hours. Um, I do, I mean, I probably won't go back to it, but it looked like such a great concept if you were really, truly into it and you weren't feeling sick. It looks brilliant. Yeah, I think the only game that's really made me feel really sick was Skyrim. That that made me feel ill, like playing that. I don't know why, but it just it just really did. Uh, and then the last game I played this week, which I've only just sort of started, really, was Blossom Tales: The Sleeping King. I don't know if anybody knows about this. No, no. Okay, it certainly doesn't sound my, like my sort of game. <laughs> okay, so basically, this is a top-down like Zelda-style game, and I'm playing it on the Switch, but it's also I think it's on PS4 as well and PC. It's it. What they do, which makes it a little bit different, is it's got this really nice sort of storytelling feature, whereby it's like the game, it, the game story is being told by a grandfather to his to his grandchildren. So it's a bit like Bastion, whereby like as you're playing, like they'll be commenting, like the kids are commenting on what's going on, like you know, from time to time. See, I'm not I'm not that far into this, so I can't really say that much about it yet. But it feels a bit like you know, like Axiom Verge. Did no one? Has nobody else played that apart from me? No, but I'm aware of it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Axiom Verge feels like a a little bit like a sort of it's in like a new Super Metroid, but it like taking this like traditional template and then expanding it a bit. This feels like the similar kind of thing, but with a link to the past. It's like a really sort of like building on that, and yeah, but it's um yeah, it's it's good. I'm enjoying it. Although now I can't play it as much as I'd like because I had to send in my left Joy-Con for repair, and I'm probably not going to see that for I don't know how long now, which is a bit irritating. And that's it. Sad times. Yeah, have you got a pro times. I've got a pro controller, yeah, but you know, sometimes you just want to play just holding the machine, and uh, yeah, but it's gone. John Denton, what John have you got Denton. for us? 
Uh, yeah, I mean, it's been, I've got to be honest, it's been, it's been a super busy week, uh, and a week they haven't played that much. I, I, I think I've played a bit of like PUBG and FIFA and things like that. But, um, yeah, it's just been a bit more Far Cry 5. And I know Why you've got have you that, gone back that to FIFA? List. It's because I'm playing with our friend Jay, who can actually play and co op oh. with him is a dream. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, dream. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's been tremendous. I might but, have to get um, that. <laughs> no, it's, yeah, he basically plays the exactly same way as me. So imagine playing basically as yourself, but with another person enjoying it. And we, I think we've won every game. Anyway. Nice. Yeah, I don't want to bang on about FIFA too much. Yeah, so I played a bit more Far Cry 5, but I've been having, well, first of all, I wanted to address some of the stuff I spoke about last week. I, I have played a bit more into the story. And, um, it does start to really fall apart and get very weak. So uh, while I stand by what I was saying at the beginning about some of the, the aspects and elements reinforming that, that original story, I, I do, it, it does seem like something along the way where they've tried to make it non-linear and that you can go to different parts of the map and story stuff's going to happen. Like you, you talked about getting captured and things like that. Um, I'm now kind of just thoroughly confused. And uh, when I start getting confused in a game story, my brain's like, I'm not, I'm not listening to any of this anymore. We're just going to concentrate on the gameplay, which is fine. I don't, it doesn't bother me, but, um, I was kind of adamant about some stuff in the last episode. So I kind of take some of that back uh, and certainly yeah, hear other people's points. I don't take back so much the stuff about, uh, people expecting it to be some highly politicized thing. Um, and we can talk about that a little later because there's actually, um, some feedback about that, a, a an email. But, um, yeah, well, the other things I, I started having some of those bugs, man, on, on Xbox, um, I got into the, you know, like you meet fairly early on, like a sort of military bunch or like a little militia, a little group that you work with. You, you know yeah. what I mean? Like a resistance group. Yeah, um, no, what is it? Uh, Fools something? Fools end? Yeah, some, yeah, some yeah, bollocks yeah. like that. And, um, yeah, they got their own little base down, like underground base type deal. And so you go back there, get a couple of missions and whatnot. I went back there and fucking everyone was just invisible. It was just their icons. So you could have, oh, really? them, so you could still go and talk to them. You could still, I could still functionally do the stuff I needed to do. I'm walking on this things like the shop guys invisible, like a couple of the mission guys are invisible. And I'm like, fuck this. So apparently since I played that, there's been a patch. I'm hopefully, uh, sorry, I'm hoping that it fixes some of that stuff. Cause there's a lot I like about the game. Um, it, so I'm having more and more misgivings about the gameplay the more I play, but I, there's a lot I like about it, uh, and obviously that the, it's it's broad and beautiful, and and the the scope for for sort of mania and mischief is is amazing. But thinking like, okay, am I going to play another two hours and then it's going to fall apart more? Is it one of those bugs that once it breaks, it gets worse and worse and worse? You know, and things. That's what happened with Assassin's Creed Unity. Like once it once it snapped, everything started to fall apart around you. So I'm thinking, is this like this or is this just going to be the odd sporadic thing here and there and I reload and it's fixed? I reloaded this one and it wasn't fixed. So yeah, I'm just going to hold off, see if this patch has fixed it before I go back into it because I don't want to play something that's yanking me out of its, um, you know, the immersion yeah. that much. You know what I mean? And yeah, in terms of the gameplay stuff, like maybe it's a little bit too much auto aim. Maybe it's just, uh, the AI is a bit inconsistent. So I, I'd be having like an amazing moment with it and then feeling a bit bored. Amazing moment with it, feeling a bit bored. Um, I don't know what it is. It's just, there's something about, there's something about Far Cry 2 that is, is, is kind of broken in some ways as that game was, as messy, as unfocused as less structurally complete as it's uh you know the sequels are far cry 2 just had this 
unpredictable magic to it. And I'm not just talking about physics and things blowing up. I'm talking about like stuff that felt like it was generating genuine stories. I talked about this last week and Far Cry 5 just isn't delivering in the same way and nor of the any of the others. And I'm always going to be a bit disappointed by that. As much as I admire the games and still have great moments in them, you know, taking out an outpost, sniping using the, I just bought like Sniper Rival, the, the silencer and stuff like that. Like all that stuff's really, really good, of course. Um, but, I just still yearn for the the kind of true magic of, of the second game. And I know that uh, that's never going to come back. But when, if and when the the bugs have gone and, and it's all fixed, I, I, I will plow on. But, um, so do, do, do I, you not think it has enough emergent gameplay or the gameplay it does have just doesn't feel um, predictable enough? It's, it's, it's unpredictable in that, oh, here's an animal, here's an explosion, here's a van, all this sort of stuff. But not so much in the... In the Far Cry 2, my guns jammed, my body's just died, like my body's gone down over here or I've just gone down and suddenly I'm being dragged away uh, by my buddy who, who you know, might not appear. He might, you know, it's not like you're with them the whole time. They may or may not appear. They're like mercenaries. And uh, you, every, you can have these incredible scenarios that just build and build and layer on top of each other, almost narratively, but it's unscripted narrative. Whereas that doesn't happen in Far Cry 5, it doesn't happen in Far Cry 4, it doesn't happen in Far Cry 3. And I don't think there it's even huge issues because there are so many things that those games in this game do that 2 didn't do. Like like I talked about, there wasn't like the structured outpost, which is just beautiful and very satisfying to take down. Uh, the way you can bounce from activity to activity wasn't really there in 2. Um, the had some real problems like all the guards used to respawn in outposts and stuff it was in many ways an inferior product but these games just don't have some games just have magic don't they there's some games that that, that just have something that sticks with you and it's always baffled me that that stuff's been stripped out of the uh, of these sequels and yeah Far Cry 5 seen like that a little bit more but I think I'm just in a little bit of a slump when it comes to long single player games um my attention span is probably the worst it's ever been I just can't seem to concentrate on anything for more than about uh, one or two minutes especially when something like that so yeah I, I think it's it, a lot of it's down to me as well not so much the game so we'll see we'll see um when the bugs are fixed hopefully I'll, I'll go back to it and see if I can just slow my brain down a little bit so I can actually get uh, immersed maybe put my phone in another room stop getting so distracted but um yeah, yeah I'm just in a bit of a slump I'm kind of waiting for God of War to see if that they, they can switch me out of it but, that does um, look good yeah that does look good but no I've I've been playing a hell of a lot of Far Cry 5 and uh, yeah I mean my the initial opinions I had on that game remain I've played a hell of a lot this week um the only slight criticism I've got is that to build up uh so each area there's three main areas um, with three family members scattered around. Uh, the I I think the the main um antagonist in this game has been sort of put down a bit, but I don't think that's the problem. Um, I quite like the what they call him the father. I think that's a very interesting character. I think it was haunting when you first met him, and he's got this eerie sort of look over everything that's happening um i think so far the the uh main guy that i've was battling against in the first area that i went to uh is a little bit he doesn't live up to that uh as as much as the father did he's he's not as interesting so um by the time i'd killed him off it, it didn't really have the same amount of power it didn't really have a powerful effect on me i'm interested to find out if the other two are, are more have uh more to say for themselves than this one did um but what i will say and I, i'll 
I'll back this up. Yeah, uh, some of the side missions, like going for outposts or blowing up those towers and stuff, that does get a bit repetitive. But in terms of the missions that you come across, whether they're side missions, um, unlocking those bunkers, or um, or, or the main story missions, this the variety in there is still blowing me away. I'm still doing stuff that I haven't seen before. Uh, not only in this game, but in any Far Cry game. There's a lot more aerial combat in it, and it feels so much fun to play. Um, and I don't know how this is going to keep it up for the rest of the game. Like, I'd be massively surprised if the next area wasn't exactly the same as the last one in terms of mission structure. Mm. Uh, b- but right now... Everything I've done has felt so unique. Um, some of it feels completely out of place, and that that uh, has an effect on the tone, like we said. I don't know if you found any of the... There's a certain character in the game. He's supposed to be like some old-school superhero type, type uh, guy, uh, and it completely takes you away from the game, puts you in a separate loading screen, and then plays this heavy rock music singing about this character while you're playing it. You know, it's, no, like, it's wacky. I've not seen that. I've not seen that shit. No. There's that stuff in there, and it kind of made me go, oh, I didn't need this. Like, this is why people were pissed off that it didn't focus in on the serious issues that it was suggesting it was going to. Yeah, and- I think it's definitely a failure in that, like, regardless of whether it is living up to the serious stuff that people may or may not have decided that the game was about, it doesn't seem to be interested in living up to its own story that it, no, you know, that's no, it doesn't. Shame. It drops it a lot. It drops yeah. it a lot. And, um, uh, but the, there's, I mean, the whole story bit at the end of the area that I've finished, um, was so focused and so it was haunting. It was horrible. Like the stuff that goes on in that, like it felt like a proper linear first person shooter game that was focusing in on the story. Um, so that's got me excited again to go into the next area, but I know it's going to be hours and hours until I get to the next part of that. Um, but no, I, I last night, um, I remembered that I, you know, we bought those X forty ones, the Turtle Beach headphones. Matt? Yeah, Absolutely you still mine. use them, right? Well, mine have been packed away in a drawer for for about four years now because um, because when Harry was a baby, when I was gaming, that was my time to be on call. So if Harry cried, I had to go and sort him out. So putting some massive headphones around my ears and whacking the volume up wasn't an option so i packed them away and i thought oh shit i wonder if i've still got them so i dug out all the bits and i put new batteries in and they work perfectly so last night as you were saying about you know you find it hard to focus in john um Mm. i I was too but and i'm not saying that you need to do this because different circumstances or whatever but when i put these headphones on the sound i mean it was incredible in the game um and I I i only play with headphones yeah, and I, I just totally got sucked in. Totally. I spent mm. about three hours playing it last night and just zoning in. Um, I also played um, Rocket League for the first time with massive headphones in, and that, that's a completely different experience as well. So, that, yeah, that helps, literally, I, I literally don't play games without headphones ever. Unless, like unless I had like, no idea there was a huge, like, bass sound when you boost on your. Um, like when you go, you know, when you boost to a certain level in Rocket yeah. League, it goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, I, mm. I didn't know that existed. <laughs> I was like, whoa, this sounds yeah. fucking class. Yeah, I know. Um, I can't now play without headphones. Yeah, it's but, yeah unless there's someone else in a room or whatever. Just, yeah, it's. Yeah, it's, so I think the real those deal. things are back for good. But what I'm saying is that, I mean, I've got a lot more to play before I have my final opinion on the game. Um, 
I'm disappointed with the story, but I I've never said I've never thought that the story in these games were a strong suit. I mean, if you if I was to read you the story of Far Cry Three, it sounds like the most bollocks thing ever. You know, even the ending is like, what? Why would he even do that? You know, um, and even Far Cry Four gets way too far fetched. It's done a little bit better on that. It is kind of you play a character throughout the whole thing, going, "What the hell is going on here?" You know, it's that sort of thing. Took that approach mm. with this. You're you're fully immersed in what's going on, or you're supposed to be, and it doesn't live up to that. Although, although it is, uh, that's not a strong point of the game. I'm still looking forward to loading it up every night and I'm still looking for that and I still come away thinking I could play that for another two or three hours um, because I'm just loving it. Love it. Hmm. So, no, no, that, that's good. I, I, I think it's important. Honestly, mate, I mean, I'm going to pay 8% down of it to my brain. I just... I'm all over the place at the moment. It's not, I'm not nothing bad. I just sometimes get like this where like my attention has been pulled in about 20 different directions and I just yeah, can't and you stop playing. Yeah. I can't read, but, but like then, I can't read a book, can't play a single player game, can't, can't watch a movie. Yeah. I'm just kind of like that at the moment. I think it's also a fair shout to say that when you're playing a game that, that that's, that's that buggy, your sort of trust in the game falls to pieces. Yeah. You, know, you, you don't trust it anymore and you kind of think, well, I don't want to keep playing because at the back of my mind, no matter what's going on, I'll be thinking, is this game broken? Is yeah, the, is it broken that, right and now? It's also is that like, what's supposed to be happening? Yeah, I I'm like, well, I'm not in a world here, am I? Like, uh, compared to the beginning of the game, that brilliant cutscene, and then you kind of dumped into the open space, and it's all potential and possibility. It's like, wow, I'm in a world here. But then suddenly where everyone disappears and things start bugging and flying all over the place, and you're like, okay, well, I'm just... What am I doing? I'm just not playing to, a game. Yeah, yeah I kind of yeah. get that, but I get more that if I was in a mission and it was like shoot five satellite dishes, and I can't find the fourth one, there'll be there'll always be me going, "Well, it's broken then." Yeah, it, yeah. it might be there. I just might not have seen it yet. But yeah, like, I'm, in my brain's going, going "That's be, broken. It's not there." I had that. I had that when I was playing Assassin's Creed Origins, which isn't a hugely buggy game at all, to be fair, but. Because it's a big Ubisoft game, and um, you'd be, you know, people know I've got love for Ubisoft, but there's no denying that some of their games have not been released in the best states over the years. Exactly as you say, I'm like, wow, this is just something's gone wrong. There's a progress bug, it's not in here, or something like that. But no, almost every single time, it wasn't the case. But I think once it was, and then do you know what I mean? You're exactly yeah. right. Totally. All right. Okay. Cool. We've we've talked that one to death. I'm sure I'll have some more final opinions next week. But uh, just just before you start, uh, finish. Do you think, given what you know now, do you think it's likely to be on your game of the year list come December? For me, yes. Yeah. So far, it's up there. Because um, I'm having so much fun with it. I'll, I'll see. It's going to be. Are we talking fours or are we talking tens? What do you mean? Top fours or sorry, because you know. This show's top fours, right? And then, or yeah. are we talking about top ten games of the year? So it won't be real. It won't make my top four. I wouldn't have thought. No, uh, but we see it's a long year. Still many games to come. But it's uh, the same length as any other year. But I know what you mean. It's uh, is it not? Well, some years are longer than others. All right, fucking hell. You know what I mean. I know what you mean. Luke. Right next, uh, next Matt. Matt. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, um, I mean, I've I've done like loads of streams this week. Uh, I've done like so. I've barely played much other than say Dark Souls and um, and a way out, of course. Uh, obviously, still playing. Did Fortnite. you do the fire uh, sage in the end? No, I um, 
no i went and killed havel and got his ring and then killed hydra and upgraded shit and i'll go back okay and we won't dwell on that week. too much but what what i love about that is that no matter who you talk to about dark souls there will always be one boss that you know a lot of people will breeze past um and uh, but 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 you know there'll be one person that's completely absolutely stuck on them um and that for matt is the fire sage because yeah, i mean did you annoying. you didn't have much trouble with that either did you john it's like so, I, I was just thinking like what what is that i can't even it's the, remember what it's it is in, it's in the, it's, it's you in know the fire rooms. area the lava area uh yeah yeah where yeah. the where the bed of chaos is yeah. um it's the the boss from the like the asylum so the first boss that you, that you well, you run past yeah. to start with. Oh, so you go through um, the big doors and then there's the, the, the guy there, yeah? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, he, he's got, yeah. So it's the same second, as him, yeah. but he's made second of fire. Time, and, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think same it's second time. Same but, you know, like, just, like, whatever, like, just some bosses, it just happens. That, that's isn't it? it, isn't it? Like, that's exactly what's weird about that game is that there'll be bosses that Matt breezes past. When I think you did Sif way quicker than I did, way quicker. I think I, I remember really struggling with that. Um, but yeah, so you you didn't do him last night because you spent you, fucking no, ages. I've read loads of stuff, and um, but I'll, I'll do it on the next stream in a couple of okay. weeks' time. No, but no, I'm, I'm still enjoying Dark Souls. Obviously, it's been up and down recently, but um, yep, yeah, uh, still enjoying. It. I, I, I've been doing like week weekday uh, streams as well, but uh, won't be doing one this week. But uh, and I'm not actually back on this for a couple of weeks because obviously next Sunday will be well, this coming Sunday will be in London. So, but no, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it a lot still. Uh, I played a way out obviously a couple of nights. Um, and I've been playing as a Fortnite, of course. Uh, I started Metro Last Light Redux on Game Pass. Um, for about an hour, as is classically the way. And this is the first time I've other than say Sea of Thieves, uh, first time I've just probably browse game pass and it is it just felt great just i can download that download that download that like i downloaded um matt, state of on, decay matt, matt, matt. that metro game that was that's been free for ages it was on like games with gold oh well, I, well yeah no, well, but only for one month like uh, i've had situations where you know we we went through that as well i, I downloaded um what games i downloaded four games super lucky's tale oh i was gonna get that yeah um, have you played it yet? I uh, what's that? Have you played it yet? I played it for about two minutes. Um, Sonic CD, and uh, and then realised it was the wrong. I didn't realise it was that Sonic. I thought it was a different one. Um, I thought it was that you know that 3D one, the isometric one. Sonic in 3D Plus or whatever it was. Oh, I can't remember what it was called. It was on the PC. I remember playing it as a kid, loving it. Uh, it wasn't that. That, that was a Traveller's um, Tales game. It was terrible. But go on. Wow, and it, was, not, it wasn't terrible, it was okay. but it wasn't, just wasn't a Sonic game. Um, no. And then what was, the, what was the other game that I played? I don't know. I've been playing a lot of Cars 2 as well, believe it or not. Now that's on Games with Cold. But anyway, I know what you're saying. The fact that there's a bunch of games there that you can download. And I, yeah. I was, I, there was a few on there that I thought, oh, I wish I'd downloaded Halo while I still had the trial. But just to give it a go. Yeah, I mean, I've got like a two-month trial, so I'm really... really I'm, I'm just, I just love the fact I can download this game. Anyway, uh, I'm downloading loads of games I want. But basically, Metro... <laughs> You could play. You could play loads of games for an hour each. It's like yeah, it's great. <laughs> but Metro Last Light. Yeah. So I, I, when what they made announced, you download that uh, uh, today, but uh, when they announced a new Metro last year's E3, it looked great, and I've I've been sort of eyeing up like because I think there's a double pack you can get with both Last Light and 2033. I've been like looking at it here and there, and I just f- forgot about it. But as I was browsing Game Pass today, I saw Last Light Redux on there, so I thought, oh, like the the game 
it looks really interesting and yeah and the new one looks looks class um so i started playing that uh i've only played like 40 minutes obviously um and i think god of war's out next week so who knows how much longer i'll play this but um i just i, I wanted i, I want to get through this before the new one comes out just because the new one looks so good and i want to have a bit more context to to the story uh, so have you did you say you played a metro game before dave i think you just the on, first you? one 2033 just, oh um okay I, is that I the first didn't... one yeah oh, okay cool okay i didn't particularly like it i can't remember why though i think the world that it created was really interesting but if i remember correctly it felt like um one of those theme park rides, you know, with like the animatronics or whatever, where you're yeah. walking through and everyone's frozen until you walk up to them and then they start animating as you approach. And it, it that was really noticeable. I didn't really like the gunplay um, and the things that you were fighting, I, I, I found a bit dull. Uh, so yeah, I, I never fell in love with that game. What I did like though was that it had that um, really interesting mechanic where bullets were currency. So every time oh, yeah. you were shooting, it was like you you were pissing away money because you could trade bullets for, you know, upgrades and armor and stuff uh, at, at shops. So you were a little bit more selective with your shooting. I like the fact that it made you think about how much you were, you were just firing bullets in that game. But other than yeah. that, I'd, yeah, I didn't really... I, I, I looked into it because I... I obviously knew there was a double pack available and when I saw this on Game Pass I, I googled which people prefer and a lot of people actually said last light is is a is a much more polished game and, and the better one. I think twenty thirty three is apparently a bit more flaky but um but yeah, yeah I, 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 last light is way way better. Hmm. Well I've wanted to play I've also wanted to play like Stalker. I, I yeah, this sort of uh you know uh apocalyptic end of the world sort of stuff. It, it's really really interesting to me. So uh, I wanna I wanna carry on this and particularly before the next one is out. I think I just looked at some trailers before we start recording it just said twenty eighteen so uh that they hadn't even released like or announced a release date for the new metro but that looked great e3 and so i'm i want to crack through this a little bit do you know how long these games are uh Mm -hmm. that one's probably eight to ten hours okay cool yeah even i'll be i get through that but i will say next week i want to play god of war so uh who knows yeah that's not until 20th though oh 20th okay awesome right okay is that it uh yeah just fortnite as well because it's brilliant fun still Oh, mate, again, Matt on Twitter is like, this is the best game ever now. But you must have watched really that fun. video, like the one with the rockets. It's just insane. Yeah, it looks good. It looks you good, still but it's find just this on funny. mobile, Matt? Yeah I, yeah, I go to this coffee shop every morning and I basically get my latte and whatever and I play a couple of games there. You'd rather play that than Celeste or something like that on Switch. It just well, just because it's in my pocket and I just play a couple of games and I'll go back to go to the office, it's fine. Do you, have I, you stopped taking your switch to the office now? Uh, yeah, I don't have a bag. No. I, only because if I fall off my skateboard, that that, that thing's in bits. <laughs> I, I just don't bother. Yeah, well, uh, that's the line of the show. Well done. <laughs> right. Okay. Go on. Uh, the emails. So, if you want to email the show, it's the computer game show at gmail dot com. So go and do that. Right. Hey, guys. Many of the reviews, like I said, we're going to talk about some Far Cry 5 again. So apologies to Matt and James. 
Uh, hey guys, many of the reviews surrounding Far Cry 5 all carried similar complaints about the story lacking the teeth that the marketing had made out. As you discussed already, some of the trailers leading up to the releases painted a picture where Far Cry 5 would be tackling real political and social issues facing America and having something to say, the final release failed to live up to this. I think you'll find that's the opposite of what we said last week, or certainly the opposite of what I said last week, but okay. My question is, do you think big AAA titles like Far Cry 5 are just too big to take such risks? Would Ubisoft be afraid of alienating a portion of their audience by becoming too political? We've seen many big budget titles tell powerful stories like the last of us but are we ever going to see these same big budget titles also making strong political messages or is such storytelling only for the realm of smaller indie titles like papers please hope this makes sense and that is from ben um yeah i mean it definitely makes sense but i do think that yeah uh, other than the very first trailer that they released for, for far cry 5 i don't think that if you actually look back and look at any of this stuff i don't think any of it is hugely um politicized i do think that first trailer definitely leans on hot button issues but i think people kind of made it out in their minds that they wanted this game to be something that it, that it never necessarily was and i don't think ubisoft was completely innocent in that fact i think they were more than happy to court that fact uh despite the fact that the consequent trailers and demos and stuff didn't necessarily push into this that is direction the second time it's happened to them isn't it like everyone wanted far cry primal to have dinosaurs and it didn't yeah and everyone thought this would be a political thing, thing and it didn't no. um but, yeah i mean they, they this happens quite a lot with some of their stuff, I think, generally. But do I think that AAA games um, are too big to take such risks? I think it might not necessarily be that. I just think, is that really their intention to make say, a huge political... To, I don't think they are too big. I think if uh, a big studio, whether it was, it was Ubisoft or Rockstar or something like that, wanted to make... I mean, I'm sure the next GTA, GTA is going to be, like, vehemently anti-Trump, uh, depending on when, uh, whenever it comes out. Yeah, but, but G- GTA sort of falls under that South Park bracket of being anti-everything, doesn't it? That's it, true. It pokes that's fun everything. That's entirely true. But, um, yeah, I don't think they're too big. I just don't think that that's really... I don't think games are a particularly efficient uh, storytelling uh, system for something trying to make that acute a point. So uh, yeah, because I, I, I don't think it would. Li- I, I I think in terms of the games themselves, I don't think that that's why they would steer away from making a political, like putting a political flag in the ground. What I think uh, is more of a problem is what it does for the publisher, because if a publisher gets tagged with, like, if an individual game gets tagged with an anti-right wing view, then that's you know on its own but but far cry is so linked to ubisoft that if then the people that it's turning against uh look at the publisher itself and say hold on you poking fun at republicans here then they're going to boycott the rest of the, their output and i think that's when maybe they do have that fear of actually drawing a line in the sand and saying we're sitting sitting either side um it's it's an interesting one and it's one that i think in this day and age you're going to see more and more games flirting with that uh but not necessarily going all the way um there was there was this big thing about how uh wolfenstein was very much anti-nazi but that's that's a little bit different because who's not anti-Nazi? Even, of course, it fucking is. I mean, even people that, 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 that are being called Nazis, yeah, even people that are being called Nazis are uh, uh, say we're not Nazis, we hate Nazis, blah blah blah. You know, it's not. It's it's um, when it comes to a political standpoint, 
I think it's not necessarily down to the game and what it's trying to say. It's down to the publisher that that's when it would, that's when it gets complicated because you put out a, a game that, that that's trying to make a political statement. That's one thing. But if that could lead to a boycott of the whole publishers, you know, yeah. Like in terms of Ubisoft, they're, they're one and the same. So you, one kind of informs the other in that respect. If they, the publisher and the developer are the same, so yeah, yeah, there's yeah, no, yeah. yeah. But 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 there's cert- there's certainly different teams. Like, yeah, yeah, different but teams. I think, you know, if you're going to do something like that, I'm sure it requires sign off from the. You know, nothing's going to get published by Ubisoft without it going through. Yeah, Eve Gimo is it like something of that size? Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I get the point you're making. I just think that that, that I, I think the potential's there. I think if you're in a climate where you're so worried about what might happen, people say, you know, then then you should not be making any sort of large statements with your game because you don't have the you don't have the conviction behind it enough to make a statement. So if you don't have that, that's fine. You don't have to like just make a game is entertainment escapism like absolutely yeah but, but, if, you don't, it, but, but if you don't have that conviction if it's in your mind if it's in your mind who whatever part of the chain you are whether you're director of the game or designer level you know writer or publisher if at any point of those people don't have the conviction in their mind to make that statement and to make something and believe in it then they shouldn't do it anyway because they don't have no enough conviction. you're absolutely right you're absolutely right but then it's that business versus business versus art argument isn't it yeah but i'm like, saying if like if the artist doesn't have the conviction to do it anyway if they have the conviction then they should fight fight fucking fight to do it whether i agree with the politics or not it could be a fucking you know somebody who I completely politically disagree with but if they have that conviction then they should fight for it regardless of whether they're in a big studio or not but if they don't if they ha- if they have the thought like you're thinking right now where they do you know they, oh well you know they, they are publishers by well then it's gone anyway you don't you don't believe it enough yeah but it's what so. yeah i know i know i know i totally know what you're saying but as like i don't know there's, there's part I'm of not it's not, it's not down that, to the way. artists themselves. I'm sure that they're they're convincing what they want to say with it, but it's it's not their decision at the end of the day, is it? Because they're they're not put, pumping. But the then money they don't have the a, the they don't have place. enough say anyway. No, 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 no. You're right. But it, but if you're, you're right. the top director at Ubisoft or like heading up an Assassin's Creed, heading up a Far Cry, then you do have a fucking lot to say. Like you have a lot of sway in that in those in those meetings. I'm sure, like you do. really can force a lot through, and but. Like, are you willing to to fall on your sword for for what you want to say, or are you just looking to make entertainment? I'm not. I'm not hammering anybody here for for not making those those sorts of judgments. By no, the way, no, no, no. It doesn't I, I sound think like it's you probably are probably a far better idea not to do it because yeah. I, I don't think a game, especially a big budget game, especially an open world big budget game, is necessarily a very, like I said, a very good way of making any sort of political statement: left wing, right wing, <laughs> middle, up, down, left to right. Like it's just not. So where something like Papers Please is. Um, although I wouldn't say that as a necessary, it was more like a, a kind of. Is it, it was political? a human rights. It was yeah, a commentary yeah, 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 on human yeah, rights. Yeah, yeah exactly. Else, sort yeah. of like a. Yeah, I don't necessarily think it's hugely political, but. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, I think I made my point. Going in yep, circles. You did. You did. Sorry, James, we cut you off. Were you, were you no, that's all right. It's all right. I mean, I haven't really got anything much to add apart from. I mean, I, I kind of agree with you, David, with this. I mean, I think a lot of this is down to the fact that I don't. I think it's very unlikely that these big publishers are actually going to would go for this like even if even if in the studio you got a bunch of people like yeah I really want to make this game or whatever 
they've got shareholders that they want to that they that they care about more than anything. Yeah, that's what makes it more difficult to drum home yeah. the point. They don't mm-hmm. want to alienate a, a potential audience. Yeah, yeah. And and so that's I mean, because that's money. That, that's why I mean, you're going to get games which can look at things from different angles. But I think the idea that somebody's going to make something which is going to come down like really hard on one side and say this is what we think is right, I think is very unlikely to happen. You're more likely to get that through through indie games though, like where people you know they have more control over what they want to put out. But yeah, the, the and then there's less money. There's that. less money on the line as yeah, well. Yeah, exactly. There? Yeah, but the big publishers, I think, they really wouldn't do that. It's you know, it's like yeah. you don't get like massive can... corporations like McDonald's or whatever like coming out like really strongly on one side of anything ever because they can't it's afford true. to alienate anyone. You know, because it's true. I must say, Horizon Zero Dawn, uh, you know, certainly stuck flagging around a little bit in some stuff in the matriarchal society and all that mm-hmm. sort of stuff, and alienated a lot of idiots who can't cope with any sort of discourse or anything that might not I do completely uh you know link in with their narrow minded worldview. So I mean mm-hmm. they had a lot of backlash on that. So you know I've got a respect for them for, for doing that. I don't like I don't even think it was that skillfully done in the game myself, but regardless I, I like the fact that they were prepared to put themselves out there a little bit. So mm-hmm. but you're really like I don't disagree with anybody here in this. I'm just I, I kind of get pissed off at the idea that there's some artists there at a senior level in this hypothetical world that we've made up that might have this like real fucking serious political belief or whatever it is, but they're just going to just like, uh, you know, cow, what's the word? Cow something? I don't know. Yeah, cow down. Yeah, cow tail yeah. to, uh, to, to, to their bosses. Um, I, I would hope in this hypothetical world that I've made up, I would hope those people would leave and make their own games or make whatever the hell it is they want to do because mm-hmm. I don't know. There's a lot of, uh, I do feel that there's a lot of like, um, political, political, like, oh, I can't think, my words are terrible today. Like I said, my, my brain's all over the place. No, just people wearing, uh, political opinions like fucking designer clothes. Do you know what I mean? They're, they're more than happy to show off about them. But if it actually came to actually meaning anything, if they came to actually putting their job on the line or anything, they would, they, they'd back down instantly. Anyway, I, I'm off. Yeah. yeah you're I believe it's called about virtue my... signaling, isn't it? <laughs> Did you just say I'm off? <laughs> I'm yeah, off I'm done. Goodbye. No, 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 no. <laughs> Thanks for living it. Yeah, I'm off my uh, my soapbox now. <laughs> All right, no, no, no. I I, I think that's fair. Everything you said's fair there. You, good good um, question. Good good uh, good email though. Jesus. Yeah, it got us chatting, yeah, mate. Man. Next. I oh, fucking still got to talk, haven't I? All right. You Turn have. It down a notch. All right, dudes. What's the? Oh, that's a great question. It was in tweet <laughs> and it started uh, like the complete opposite. We go yeah, through yeah, yeah. all of that. It's great. It's great. Hello, dudes. <laughs> uh, Adam from Bogno, he tweeted this and, and emailed, so he really wants to know. So, uh, all right, dudes, what's the best live show you've been to? Um, uh, Dave, Queens of Stone Age? Oh, God, yeah, maybe. Um, I, I've, I, the Book of Mormon was incredible. I see a lot of theatre because, because of Joe. Um, Joe essentially sells tickets to theatre, so we get a lot of free tickets. The Book of Mormon's incredible. Matilda is, blew me away as well. I think Book of Mormon tipped it because I love Trey and Matt and I, it was a lot funnier, obviously. But I, one of the biggest surprises was Matilda. That is incredible. If you get the chance to see that, it's really, really good. Um, the songs are great. The Tim Michelin wrote that stuff. Um, now, I'm not a m- massive fan of Tim Michelin, but it's, the songs that he wrote for that are beautiful. Um, but yeah, probably Queens of Stone Age, Rage Against the Machine were up there. CSS at Reading, they were a surprise. They were really good. Um, oh God, yeah, so many good shows. Blur, Blur, Hyde Park, they were like, incredible. It was really weird because my brother, when we were growing up, my brother was always a big Oasis fan. 
um, and he hated Blur. And I didn't mind Oasis, but I was more of a Blur fan. And then a few years ago, God, it was probably about eight years ago now, um, Oasis played at Wembley Stadium. And six days later, Blur played at Hyde Park. So we got tickets for both and said, this is it. We will decide who are the best. You know, we'll go and see them both uh, within the space of a week. We walked out before the Oasis gig had finished. For starters, they were supported by Kasabian, who blew them up, like made them look stupid. Um, so we walked out before the end of um, uh, the Oasis gig, and the Blur gig at Hyde Park was one of the best I've ever seen. So <laughs> that summed that up. But yeah, god damn, I've been to so many good shows that I'm, I'm, yeah. There's not many bands that I've wanted to see that I've never seen live. How about you, John? Um, yeah, I mean, Rage many, many years ago was pretty fucking special. Yeah. Uh, I got lucky enough to see the Black Keys in like reasonably small venue down in Bournemouth, yeah. all places. Like, uh, I've it's seen like, them, it's yeah. like 1,500 people in that fit in that place. And they don't play anywhere that small anymore. That was fucking amazing. Uh, recently, I don't know. I mean, it's like, have I seen any good comedians? Not really. Not really any good comedians live. I don't do theatre that much. So yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be gigs. And they put like Muse in 2000 as well. When Muse was just before they'd done one album and it was before they, uh, kind of got a bit heavier and they just played the whole first album, but like crazy heavy. That was good. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's got to be rage really. That was just like mind blowing. Uh, was- J- James, I saw a seminar once. About going, what, what Thank, James? Thanks, David. Do you, do you want music wow. or theatre or comedy or what? Whatever. Let's uh, go theatre. All right. One of the things that actually, one thing I saw which really did is always I stuck in my mind. I saw a great pantomime with Barry from EastEnders. <laughs> oh, God. Apparently, it was for... behind you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but it wasn't behind you. Yeah, one one that's always stuck in my mind was the woman in black, which I saw. Oh, I've seen that. Yeah. It's, did you see it like after drinking though? Because it's a lot more scary if you do that. I, yeah. I saw it with my missus, and uh, she was screaming throughout the whole thing. Yeah, it was funny. Yeah, it's it was really good. Also, Stuart Lee, I saw him live recently. Yeah, I've seen him live a few times. He was, he was pretty great. And I, I remember seeing like Lee and Herring, like when they were doing like the double act sort of stuff a very long time ago, and people oh, walked out, which was um, really yeah, they got upset and people walked out, <laughs> which was that's pretty good. But yeah, Matt, um, music-wise, I mean, Foo Fighters uh, headlining Isle of Wight Festival, I think it was two thousand and five or two thousand and six. Yeah. That that was incredible. Um, more of it, I, I saw Arctic Monkeys in the week they went to number one on like an enemy tour that was just an amazing moment because you just knew you know, they were blowing up like you know even in like mainstream press and there was just like an amazing feeling when they were playing a certain romance that it was like a special moment really um, and I, was, I saw this band called Nordic Giants who I hadn't heard of before but they were supporting my mate's band or no they were headlining the gig at which my mate's band was supporting and um, they're basically two guys um, just up in crazy like Nordic outfits um, they play instrumental music it's really epic um so the source the source stuff you're hearing on a film soundtrack but that's combined with uh, uh screens on stage which have like uh mini movies or animations and it's just such an incredible gig i mean after the gig ended me and my mates who were there just stood there with like open mouth it was just like it's the most intense mind-blowing gig i've been to ever um so if you ever if you're not listening to this you get a chance to see nordic giants live yeah, definitely go because like the combination of epic music and and and, and these visuals it's just mind blowing, mind blowingly good. Oh god, I'm just thinking of all the great gigs I've been to now. 
Oh, it's good. And what I want the listeners to do is now think of the best gig or show they've ever seen live and then just realise that next week that's going to change because you would have seen on YouTube, if not live in person, the computer game show live at rest. It will change it. That'll be top of your list. Because, I mean, John is definitely going to choke Matt out now after tonight's episode. It's definitely going to happen. <laughs> I can't wait. Right. Uh, talking of that show. Um, so, oh, yeah, it was Christian. Sorry. Hey, guys, just wanted to wish you luck on the upcoming live show at Res. Unfortunately, unable to Cheers. attend. So I don't think uh, my wife would appreciate me going to watch four guys talking games while taking a piss and basically insulting each other while leaving her and our week old newborn at home. I don't know. If there was a definite promise of this choke out from John or Matt, I might be able to wangle it. So I can't <laughs> promise anything, but we, you know, we shall see. We shall see. Anyway, it's this brings me on nicely to my actual question. As mainly a PS4 gamer and not wanting to relinquish playing games completely for the time being, does anyone have any suggestions of any games that might work around having a newborn in one arm and a pad in the other? Or do I just give up and buy a Switch and attempt to claim that, honestly, an early birthday present for our newborn daughter? Cheers, guys. Love the podcast. Keep up the good work. I've forgotten to write your name down. I'm very, very sorry. Uh, Firstly, I think congratulations. Yeah, 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 exactly. Congratulations. I know you've done this question before on the show, but you know people, we got to look after these new parents because they're fucked up and they're, they're yeah, having a yeah, tough. Yeah. <laughs> their brains are all fucked yeah, up. Yeah, for real. So yeah, any suggestions on on these like single handed games? You don't. You can you it can wrap your arms fine, around the kid. Yeah. You wrap your arms around the kid, you'll be all right. Or I just I, I played Skyrim when Elliot was like four months. So I just put him on the ground. You can't get this, yeah, like, this is the, the, the best few times. Yeah, the name was like Gareth Parry, by the way. But the first few months, yeah, like the first four months. I, mean, I, I remember. I think the PS4 just came out when Elodie was born. But the first four months, they they basically sleep a lot and then shit and then eat and then sleep a lot. So you know, the first few months aren't so bad. After that, it, it goes downhill. But also, I remember like playing quite a few games at the beginning, and then after that, I was watching things on twitch because that's the only way i could even play games but uh yeah but then i got a lot of game time in and in fact actually i like far cry would be a good shout for this because there's a lot of wandering around a lot of discovery stuff it's perfect do you know the game that i wish had come out when harry was that young zelda breath of the wild i mean i can't think of a more perfect game to play while your kid is sleeping in your arms and you know because it's the sort of game where you can just go wandering and you're constantly curious with what's around the next corner and it's got a pause button which helps <laughs> which I'll be using a lot that game seems absolutely perfect so yeah if you've not got a switch and buy a switch um, definitely you know it's uh, yeah. yeah i mean standard but if you've not got a switch and you're looking for a game to play when you've got a baby and uh, i cannot think of anything better than Zelda Breath of the Wild to play during that period. My word. Not only that, it's relaxing, it's fun. Yeah, I've, that, I've, I wish that that come out in that period because my in word. In terms of relaxing and fun, didn't you play Dark Souls in the early, year, I the did. early months? I did. Harry. I don't know why. I don't know why I did that. It didn't even have a fucking pause button. Insane. I don't... Yeah, I, I, it was, I don't know why I played that during that period, but I did. Um, New parent brain. It got me through. I think, yeah. I don't know. It's something else to focus on, isn't it? Yeah, man. It's got to do something. Got to do something to get got through. Got to do it. something. Right. 
Hello again, fellas. Because of the nature of my job, brackets, I'm a postman, I have the opportunity to listen to quite a lot of podcasts. Recently, I've started working my way through the Joypod back catalogue and I've found listening to them retrospectively really insightful. Whether it's hearing James' ever-evolving apathy for the hobby or listening to David's seemingly obsessive interest in the live TV broadcasting abilities of the Xbox One. One thing that did take me by surprise was some of the ridiculously accurate predictions a couple of you made. First of all was James, when he pretty much perfectly described Alien Isolation as a game he would like to see made. Then, a few episodes later, Michael pitched an idea that was exactly what PUBG is today. So my question is, do any of you have any more game ideas that could potentially make someone else very wealthy? Keep up the good work, lads, and good luck with the Res Live Show. And that is from Simon. Uh, I don't, because I, my brain, I can't think of game ideas. I've tried to a million times, and I just don't. Yeah, I think we covered this. I mean, uh, uh, me me neither. And even if I did, I, I wouldn't be mentioning one on this podcast. Oh, yeah, hell yeah. Racing Battlegrounds where you can knock each other off the track and also there's a blue circle closing in from the back and if you're at the back, you get knocked out. Because you Perfect. know like, H1Z1 update recently cool, and, and and that's got like a racing... Like, I don't even know what H1Z1 is. So that's Matt. basically like this zombie mod. Uh, it's basically a zombie... It's, it's like Daisy. Don't sound like my idea, mate. Yeah, it's basically like Daisy, but it's like, like another it. version of Daisy. And they... there's, no, there's no zombies in my idea, all right? It's just cars. Your idea is basically micro machines, like just bigger. I know what you're talking about, Matt. I mean, yeah. like, I, I, I'm still mad at you from earlier, but you know, I don't like to see anyone get mugged off. So I feel you got mugged off a bit there. Yeah, Thanks, H1Z1 brother. is the game that basically was the precursor to PUBG. The battle royale mode came out in H1Z1, and they, like Matt said, they just updated with the the car mode. I don't know too much about it, but yeah, it sounds a bit like your idea, Dave. Oh well, you don't know too much about it, so it might not be my idea at all, John. Uh, Matt, uh, James, Matt, I've, James. I've got nothing I'd want to share with everyone. So oh, great, yeah. excellent. Right, you've got no fucking ideas anyway. Who's who's listening for you to come up with ideas for games, James? Well, no one. Obviously, that's in earlier on, somebody did. So yeah, go on. Who? Well, the guy that just wrote in. Didn't you listen to the email? No. Who was the uh, guy that wrote in? Simon. Simon. Simon, you're a postman, right? And that must mean that you have some great anecdotes about like weird situations you've been in when you knocked on people's doors and stuff. Can you give us like a couple of really good stories yeah. to read next week? Yes, please. Or, or the week after? Because I'm bang up for that. Like, have you ever caught... Is it true that ladies turn up at the door and they're all together? Is that true? I want to know. I want to know proper stories. We don't know who you are properly, so you can get away with giving us the proper full lowdown. Yeah, I've not put a surname in there. Right, good. I want embarrassing stories and sexy stories. Bring, bring them, bring them. The email in. Good. David, it's right. show in a couple of weeks. Almost that, that could be the line of the show, actually. Embarrassing stories this- and sexy stories. I want them. <laughs> <laughs> right. Discord, which has appeared. I didn't fucking write this. We've got a Discord at bit.ly.tcgs Discord. Loads of people on there. Uh, Revenge of Gibbon uh, writes, Given that high street stores are dying and basically all game culture going online, what kind of weird deviants will the next generation weaned on Drake streams and racist Twitch chat turn out to be? Well, a bit like Matt, I would have thought. Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> It's just Matt in a teenage body. That's what oh, it is. Imagine. <laughs> no, no, thank no you. No thanks. Uh, uh, yeah, I wouldn't worry about it. That just sounds like the kind of thing old people say. Don't worry. They'll be, they'll be all right. It's true. It's true. It's the circle of life. We say it a million times. You know, how many times have you heard did your parents go, God, this music's awful. I have no idea. The music's not as good as it was in our day when literally that's all I say these days. 
what is this noise? Just turn it off. Oh, Dave, you should have done an article called Scar <laughs> You're um, mm-hmm. Yeah, Matt, Matt pretends to like it. Yeah, That's Matt, 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 Matt don't, don't, don't forget who told you who that was. The James. It was me. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you James should. Still, you should. James still busts out the Beethoven. Every no, I can imagine then. James listening to Eagles. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't, James. James dropped some good albums when we were asked our best albums. So I don't, you know, I, don't, yeah, I did. You know, his don't sleep on James. I think James is is quietly well into his trip, uh, trip hop and uh, trap music and all sorts of stuff. <laughs> I just bought. I just bought a Slick Rick album yesterday. Did you? So, yeah. you? Bought an album. Yeah. Because okay. I, I haven't got Spotify, so I yeah sometimes you if, haven't got what? Spotify. No, I don't use Spotify. Sorry, I just I know that's all right, no, I know it blows right, your mind, fine. but there are some he people that don't use Spotify. Vinyl, Dave, is yeah. <laughs> <laughs> much Beethoven on Spotify? Right, okay, is that it? Are we done? Yeah, we do. Let's do some tweets. There's a few tweets. There's not many. You know what? It's not many. It's tweets time. Like whatever. There's not many because there's just a load of nonsense on the Twitter today. People yelling at Matt. Matt having some argument with some YouTube channel about how many subscribers they had. So I was like, "What the fuck? I can't read all the questions. It's just endless shit." What's that about? Yeah, I don't know that. Well, look how many subscribers I've got. What was that? And it was seven hundred. Yeah, and I was like, okay. It's this guy. It's this guy Ian. Who it doesn't matter. It's not worth mentioning. Okay, so that's why if you did if you did tweet him with a good question, I missed it because there's a load of shit. And I'm you know I'm sorry. Just scroll down the mentions, John. How I told you, my brain isn't working right. Anyway, got some here. Adam Turner, Uh, (laughs) with the remaster of Spyro being announced this week, which PS1 classic game would you like to see remastered? Skate Three doesn't count as a default answer for this. Um, I would like to see a game called Silent Bomber remaster. That game is business. Nobody ever played it. Um, it's kind of like a sort of top down slash isometric, uh, game where you drop these, like you, you dash around and you can drop three bombs, bam, 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 and then fire them off. It feels like Vanquish, you're like a robot. It's just a fucking amazing game. People who've played it know. Let's get, let, let, let's see that shit played again. Played again, remastered, whatever. I want to see, I, I want to see Cooler World remastered. That the Cooler World was a, a puzzle game where you played a beach ball and you were basically, uh, bouncing along these, uh, these pu- these puzzles or these environments, which are basically like different parts to say, like you know, uh, different Tetris blocks stacked together, and you're essentially trying to make your way from one end of the of the the track, the, the environment to the other. I've been playing that for hours and hours and hours, and I loved it. So, cooler world, please. Good game, though. Destruction Derby, right? Oh God, yes, that's a good one. That, that that basically that basically is the idea that I had. Well, I should have just gone with that. You know, the, the whole Battle Royale mm. thing. 100-player, Destruction Derby. Are you all just in this big circle? Oh, uh, I love Destruction Derby. Obviously. I had that on Saturn. So did I, man. Do, do you remember? Yeah, but it was crap on the Saturn. Like, it was all... Like, the frame not? rate was harsh shit. It, you... it, it, was. I, I, it was. They did a modern version, didn't they? Or, like, a, a more recent one. And that, that was disappointing as well. Yeah, I, I'd like yeah, to bring see that, that back, please. James. Uh, I'd probably go for Colony Wars because there's so few, uh, like, flight, you know, sort of space combat games these days anyway. It'd be quite nice to play that again. Was Bushido Blade 1 or PS1 one. or 2? PS1, one, yeah. yeah. Well, then, God, yeah. that as well. Yeah, that's always my go to answer, to be honest, when it comes yeah. to this normally. What was a fighting game where the players could change into animals? Uh, like Bloody Raw? Oh, it might, yeah, my bad, like, yeah. I remember yeah. enjoying that as well. Wasn't that a Sega game? I thought that was like previous generation, but I don't know. No, maybe not. Sorry, I'm thinking of Primal Rage. 
um, all right, all good, all good on that one. Adam's all got another question. Um, this is a good question considering what's happening next week. Have any of you checked out what games will be at Res? And if so, are there any you are going to give a go? Uh, we had a little look, didn't we? We had a little gander the other day. Uh, we've got a few listed out that we we've got to go and see because yeah, we've spoken to people. I, that have... I really want to play Below. I might have to get an appointment for that because I'm really excited to see what that's about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I really, well, <laughs> I'm really excited to see what that's about, but I'm not prepared to queue. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I mean I'm really excited to go and see the the one man and his PC in a corner uh, type games. I just want to mm. experience some weird shit. And, and talk about it on stage. I'm looking forward to doing that. Um, also, on rush. I guess that's that's what's really exciting about um, Res because you don't know what you're going to play. Whereas when you go on EGX, you're like, oh, it's got that there, it's got that there. We know what that game is. I'm looking forward to trying it. Whereas, mm. like, I'm walking into Res thinking, fuck knows what I'm going to experience there. Like, what an yeah. exciting way to to treat the uh, yeah. What, what also, I'm hoping because it's the Sunday, it's going to be a little quiet. Like typically, these things, if they're three days, the Sunday's like a lot quieter. Everybody's come for the Saturday or whatever. So hopefully, fewer fewer queues, a bit more space to see a few things here and there before before the show. Well, from three o'clock in the afternoon onwards, it's going to be dead because everyone's going to be queuing out up outside. Exactly, our room. Just, yeah, everybody's sure going to get the good seats. See so uh, yeah, yeah, we'll, 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 we shall find out next week. And then to next finish week. off. Tom Doughty, Rakaku Police. James, how's the exhaust on your Honda Jazz doing? It's pretty good, actually. It's a lot smoother yeah. than it was, so I'm, I'm pretty happy with the job. Ah, yeah. look at that. Some smooth jazz you got there, James. You're playing some oh, smooth well done. jazz. Well done, Dave. Cheers, mate. All right, that's it. John, what were the questions like this week? You happy with them? Uh, well, yeah, I mean, the, the emails were solid. I left a couple out because they, they were just crazy. They were too long. But, you know, keep them coming. And tweets, are like, if you put in a good tweet, I'm sorry. It was just like, but it was like people asking questions. You're like, that's a question. But it was a question to Matt about, oh, God, it was a nightmare. So, yeah. <laughs> um, Matt, anything they should be doing on social media? Yeah, I mean, this coming Sunday, we're doing a live show at Res, perhaps you've heard of it. Um, if you haven't already got a ticket and you're in the area, or even if you're not in the area, get to the area and then uh, get tickets at egx.net slash res. We're um, in the res sessions room, uh, arena, if you will. Uh, from, uh, you could probably half just four. rock up and say you're James Farley, right? Yeah, what? if you've got like, a Honda Jazz exhaust, just bring it along. <laughs> Turn up in your Honda Jazz, park it outside the expo, yeah. and just walk Carrying out and go up to vinyl, the nearest security guard and go, vinyl James Farley. Yeah. And say I bloody love China. Um, yeah, and you'll get in. You'll probably get in. But yeah, basically, we were in the res uh, sessions area from half four till six. Um, and uh, let me just scroll to the top of this Google Doc because afterwards uh, there will be some drinks if you're uh, if you fancy that at the Mineries, which is near Tower Hill. It's a pub. Uh, but otherwise, go to our Discord at bitly slash tgcs discord there's loads of people chatting on it about where to meet and whatnot um obviously on apple podcast on spot if we're on dash radio we're everywhere uh also streaming so i'm not streaming this week but go to twitch.tv slash the computer game show to find out when we're streaming next james and i want to stream again because we enjoyed our way out so much so please drop your suggestions about what james and i could stream um anything that involves us somehow drinking basically is what we want uh and that's it we, we look forward to seeing you all at the live show I suggested Rec Room, you know, for PlayStation VR. It might, I mean, it'd be a bit difficult with the, you know, in the headset and everything, but it would be quite funny. Actually, just before we end, have any of you guys played um, either Army of Two or the Kane and Lynch games? Would they be fun for James and I to play? Can you get, can you play 50 Cent? 
No, you can't. Isn't it? We tried that, didn't we, Dave? Before? Uh, no, only locally. We never tried it on the internet. Is that no, backwards okay. compatible? If so, oh, then yeah. that's a must. Yeah, we're, we're basically uh, uh, we're going to move some co-op games. So hit us up uh, on on Twitter and whatnot. But yeah, also uh, drop us an Apple Podcast review because we love that and that really helps us. That's about it. Well, thanks for living it. Next week's show, if you only listen via the podcast feed, next week's show will be a recording of that live um, show. We're not one hundred percent sure when it'll be out, but hopefully it'll be usual, like out on the usual day, Wednesday. Um, and uh, yeah, if you want to see the video, it will be up on YouTube at around the same time, or it will be streaming live on YouTube. Um, and but Twitch, thanks probably. for living it. All right, Matt. Thanks for living it. Um, Matt's never editing the podcast again because it's a scumbag. And we'll catch you next week for episode 100. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Bye.